Yeah. Hell yeah, Choo Choo. Woo! Get hype, baby. He's ready. He's ready. We back. Let's go. It's the Fresh Podcast. I'm your host, Mr. GQ, a.k.a. Short Time, a.k.a. Poppy They Chocolate. That's what them hoes in Dominican be calling me, cuz. Yeah. A.k.a. motherfucking uh, Big Daddy Fresh. And if you a punk-ass hater like the Graves, um, what, what the fuck them bitches call me? Chocolate Thunder. But my real name is Coffee Black. But this is the Fresh Podcast, and I'm back again, back again to give y'all some of this freshness. I'm joined by my homeboy, JR. How's it going, cuz? All good, all good. Yeah, and then we got Juju. You heard, we heard his, his dog barking, Juju the Bulldog. It's my first time meeting him. He's a pretty pup, man. He's a big motherfucker. Yeah, he's a killer. killer oh, yeah. So we just sat here in the valley. I'm, I'm kicking it old school. I'm drinking some Smirnoff Ice original. I started drinking this in like in eighth grade and shit. Some of like the older motherfuckers would sneak it to me. But I really like the triple black, but they ain't have it at 7-Eleven, though. Okay, yeah, okay. Some, little, some little throwback. And JR just told me he never drunk no alcohol before, man. Damn, I, I never knew that. Never, never. <laughs> I, I'm drinking some Kool-Aid right now. It's Kool-Aid, zero calories, zero sugar. Kool-Aid. Hey, I'll I be using them little packs, too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, put that shit. Trying to cut that Coke. I know. But see, when I be drinking my liquor, though, I drink a lot of Diet Coke. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You know, no sugar, no calories, all that type shit. I'm trying to drop that, that last 15 pounds. Yeah, I'm trying to drop some more, too, man, you know. So I'll be going up to Runyon Canyon, doing my exercise and all that. I'm going to try to join the gym closer to, like, Hollywood because I got a, I had a membership at Planet Fitness, but the one Planet Fitness is, like, 25 minutes away. I ain't trying to drive that far. Yeah, gym in Hollywood is like a fashion show. Runyon Canyon is like a fashion show. Yeah. I'm like, bro, we're here to work out. I've literally seen motherfuckers in dress pants and, like, dress clothes and shit and then, like, this earlier today, me and uh, Turbo went up there. This bitch walked past me. I'm like, damn, this bitch smell good. Yeah, she you- had all this perfume <laughs> and shit. I'm like, bitch, you finna get funky. You got you to gotta work out just to go there. <sighs> Man, there. I don't give a fuck, bro. I'll throw some shorts and a t-shirt on and be on my little merry way. It's not a fashion show. I'm here to get in shape and all that shit. But yeah, the motherfuckers, they be, they be extra with it. But hey, it be some baddies out there who be coordinated. I be walking and shit. Like, I'll see like a group of chicks and I'll be like, oh yeah, her in the teal, she could get it. And shit, hell yeah. yeah. I called out the one, I'm like, oh, hell yeah. Oh, let's go give it to Man, him. for real, like Rick Ross said, there they go, there yeah, they go, yeah, a I'm big old pack of pretty bitches. Go with you next time. I haven't even been here. I lived out here almost my whole life and never been in Rush. You never, Canyon. bro, there's so many motherfuckers that I've uh, met that live here who's like born here who's never been. Yeah. Well, let me know, bro. You can park at the crib. It's a 10 minute walk. All right. Yeah, I'll be going all the time. They like dogs over there? Hell yes. Yeah. Man, there's, there's a gang of dogs. Like, some dogs be off the leash, others be on the leash. Turbo is too fucking sociable with me coming up to people, and some people don't like it, so I keep him on the leash. Sometimes I let him off, but yeah. All right, I'm going to see what my dog could do with the ladies. Speaking of, I have this on the list. So <laughs> I was, this happened, was it this? It was either earlier this week or last week. Like I get to the top, and like there's a little bench and shit. So I see these three black bitches and shit. One of them standing up, and then two of them is on the bench, and then I get on the one, so, like, our backs is facing. So, there was this one, like, German Shepherd-type dog that I saw earlier that was just walking around and shit, wasn't bothering nobody. When I get up to the top, 
I'm sitting there. One of the black chicks gets up and kind of takes off running. What the fuck's wrong with her? And then I look, and then I see the little German Shepherd. So she's all fucking freaking out and shit. Her homegirls is laughing. I was like, hey, I said, look, I seen that dog earlier. He was cool. He wasn't doing nothing. You know, fucking, I got a small dog. He didn't bother him. I was like, so I really wouldn't be worried, but I'm like, just in case something happens, I'll tase that motherfucker. Yeah. And she looked at me and shit, and I pulled my taser out of my pocket. I said, I don't be fucking around. And she was like, oh, my God. I said, yeah. I said, there's a lot of big dogs out here, and I can't, ha- like, risk the fact of them attacking Turbo and shit because he's only 22, 23 pounds, and there'll be big-ass dogs and shit up there. And I'm like, yo, I'm going to tase the fuck out of your dog, and if you get a, have a problem with it, I'm going to tase you, bitch. So, so you pulled an alpha move. Yeah. Yeah, shut them up. I keep that taser in my pocket mainly just for other dogs. But then there's a lot of fucking homeless motherfuckers who be tweaking and shit. And I'm like, just in case they don't uh, jump stupid, I'm going to tase the fuck out your ass. Oh, you got to tase them every once in a while. Man, hell yeah. Now, I don't pull it out to be threatening motherfuckers. You ain't going to know unless you do something stupid and I got to pull it out on you. But yeah, it's mainly for dogs. I'm like, bro, I'm not finna be traumatized to see some like fucking pit bull or some big ass dog fucking mutilating my fucking dog and he's screaming and shit like no I'm not gonna let that fucking happen and if they owner have an issue with it I'm like look we can fight or I'm gonna fucking tase you what you wanna do right hell yeah I, I can see some fucking Karen like calling the police cause I tased her dog and then the police find out what happened and he sees like her dog and then my dog and he calls animal control and her dog is put down I'm like see you stupid bitch you just killed your dog you should've just Went the fuck home with your electrocuted dog, and now he's fucking dead. See, I got a dog. My dog is, uh, I mean, he he's so friendly, but you don't want to be on his bad side. Hell yeah. Yeah, he, he looks like a, a mean killer. Yeah, he's cool and shit. Yeah. Been up here just chilling, playing with the tennis ball and shit. So we just living life. But how you feeling, brother, man? How is your mental health? Man, I'm living, man. You know, it's COVID, this COVID thing is up and down every day. It changes. Every yeah. Day, but, you know. Hold on, Mike, Mike's closer, Mike. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, up and down every day, but, you know, make the most out of it. I'm a survivor, you know. I feel that. We all got to survive. Hell yeah. Like, due to scheduling issues, I ain't get to have my little, my therapy session this Wednesday. So, I have it next week, but, yeah, man. What are you guys talking about? Shit. Life. We've been talking about a lot of shit from the past, a lot of, like, Triggers for like when I grew up have been affecting me, and then you be laying on the couch and so. No man, that's like shit that you see in a movie. Like <laughs> I've never laid on the couch and shit. Oh okay. But usually with this one, it's all over the phone. Cause like with COVID and shit, I haven't been like I haven't seen no therapist like face to face. It's all been like over the phone or like video chat type shit. Cause I was thinking like a couch in a porno movie, like starting <laughs> a movie or something. You know what I mean? Yeah, like a fine therapist, fine uh, woman therapist. Who you got? Is it a man or a woman? This I've had both, but the only therapist I had that was fine as fuck was years ago. It was this Indian chick. I was like, God damn! I was upset that I was in therapy. I said, I ain't never gonna get the fuck this bitch now, no, man. No, she knows all your problems, <laughs> man. I know, but shit, I've had shitty therapists and good therapists. This one is kind of been. It was it was like Rocky because she was pissing me off a lot, just doing dumb shit. But our last few sessions have been good, and I've been feeling a lot of. Like anger and rage and shit because uh, I'm coming up on a year of some bullshit when I guess it's, it's, it's technically classified as like sexual assault. When I was in the bathroom peeing and this janitor bitch was like taking pictures and videos of me and shit. Yeah. So like 
man, that shit like fucked with me a whole lot. And then it pissed me off that I talked to the detective earlier this week. And I'm like, yo, bro, what's the status on this shit? And he's like, yeah, the the DA decided not to pick up this case. In which I knew that shit was going to happen, but it pissed me off. And I'm like, bro, this is some bullshit. Like, that shit is a legit crime. Like, there was proof, evidence, and all this shit. Like, how the fuck are you not going to pick this shit up? And I'm like, if that was my black ass taking pictures of bitches when they was in the bathroom, I would have been locked up on site. My black ass face would have been plastered every motherfucking where and shit. But when, like, the roses reversed and shit, like, nobody gives a fuck. So that shit has been, like, really, like, pissing me off. And what what, what the fuck? Today's the 22nd? I think on, like, Monday or Tuesday is, like, the one-year anniversary from that shit when it happened. And, like, it pisses me off because ain't shit has happened this whole motherfucking time. And, like, I was talking to my therapist, and I was like, you know, man, I understand when motherfuckers go to their job or go places and shoot every motherfucker up. I said, I, I completely understand. I'm, like, not saying that I'm going to go do the shit, but I understand. Like, when motherfuckers get treated badly and bullshit happens and shit and no one gives a fuck, motherfuckers hit their breaking point. Yeah. So, you know, I'm dealing with that shit or whatever the fuck. And then, I don't know, I'm not super confident in the lawyer that I got. Like, shit is moving slow with them. And we were supposed to, have a, we were supposed to talk Thursday. Yeah, she emailed me, like, Tuesday or Wednesday. I was like, yo, she was like, can you talk Thursday at 11? I said, yeah, cool. This bitch never called me. I'm like, what the fuck? Listen, lawyers are motivated by money. That's, yeah. that's straight. If you if you have a winnable case and and they can get deep pockets, they're they're on it. But oh, bro, I have a winnable case. Like there was like there's proof. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Of you know motherfuckers who saw all this shit. So that shit has really been like pissing me off, and I've been trying to hold like that anger in and not like go do shit to motherfuckers. Because I've been like, man, fuck this shit. Like you owe me five minutes. You owe me five minutes. You do too. And I've been. I haven't talked about it much on on a fucking podcast because I got like the legal shit going on with it. But I'm about to get to the point that I'm finna let off and expose companies and people and every motherfucking thing. Because I'm like, bro, this is bullshit. You know what I'm saying? Like, how the fuck can you just take pictures and videos of, of somebody when they dick is out? And then like no one gives a shit. You know what I'm saying? I'm like. If I was fucking Christina, the white bitch with double D titties who was crying every motherfucking time, it would have been, you know, every motherfucker would have found out about that shit. But, you know, I'm just that's, my black ass. No one gives a fuck. That's just the role we got to live. Yeah. I mean, but that's, then that's a lifetime role right there. Right. But then if I showed up and let that chopper ring off, motherfuckers be like, oh, my God, why did he do all that? Yeah. Then they'll be like, well, this happened. And he was in the he was in the right. They was in the wrong. And it's been a year and ain't shit happened. So me and the therapist, we talk a lot about that shit. And like my anger has been like on like high like lately and shit. So you know, I don't, I don't have a therapist, but I got massage therapist. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, they hear everything. Fuck. I tell, you know, I'm about, I tell all my uh, deepest uh, secrets to them. They, they, they get everything out of me. But I, I don't got a regular therapist, but. You know, there's a little time massage spot. Matter of fact, I wanted to massage tonight. Shit. What time is it? Eight o'clock? Eight o'clock. I'm sure I can call someone at 10 o'clock. Somebody, hell yeah. Yeah. There's a little spot by my crib, but like, I think it's like 60 bucks for an hour. And I was like, I can't pay $60 when just a few months ago I was paying like $8 
for our massage when I was in Thailand and shit. But I'm like, I'm not in fucking Thailand. Hey, you, you, your mind's got to change. I know. You just got to live with where you're at. I was like, fuck. I, I was paying fucking $8 and some change. I was fucking here. Take, take all this. Man, take take that, a $2 that's what, that's tip. That makes me want to just get out, get out of the country. Man, I'm, I'm thinking about going in a few months, so I'll, I'll keep you updated and shit. Okay, but, okay. but I'm, I figure I'm gonna probably start going over it more often. So I love it, man. man I, I miss I, it. I, I gotta tell you this story. When I was in, uh, I can't remember. It was a couple years ago. Uh, it was like 115 in the valley, mm. and um, I was like, man, let me go to sleep, man. I'm so tired. It was like six six p.m., and uh, I woke up at nine o'clock, just sweating. It was just, it was so hot. I'm like. You know, I have a hookup with a, a buddy of mine who gives me uh, flight benefits. So uh, I was just like, man, I'm going to Costa Rica. Uh-huh. I booked two hours later. I was on a flight to Costa Rica. Damn. And it, I got there at six in the morning. By nine in the morning, I was getting a massage in the rain. It was raining. Was, were, you, were you like outside? No, I was, I was inside. It was but, inside, okay. But the window was open. Uh-huh. And I was like, man, I was just in a, 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 a heat wave just, you know, 12 hours ago, and I'm sitting here in Costa Rica getting a massage with the window open, and it's raining. I was like, man, the life don't get better than that. What part of Costa Rica? That was in San Jose, but um, and that's the main city. But I got that, that's where I be in. See, but when I go to when I go to when I go to Costa Rica, I'll go to San Jose just for a minute, just and then I'm out. You know what I mean? I'll, you know, I'll put a little time in there, but it's just a city. It ain't nothing exciting. All right, what? All right, so what's the name of that? It's a, like a sports bar slash casino where all the hookers be hanging out at. Del Rey. Nah. It's, yeah. Hotel Del Rey. Well, was there, it Del Rey? Yeah. There, there's a sportsman's lounge. But. Uh, oh, okay. I think I heard a sportsman. There was one club we went to. They had like a casino in there. And then it was a hotel upstairs. And ain't nothing but like hoes. Del Rey. Okay. That's, so, that's world famous. That's world, that's world famous. So when I went, me and some dudes went up there and shit. And I was just like. I was more interested in trying to win some money. So I was like fucking, I was playing some fucking game with the casino, but that shit was like janky. I was like, oh, fuck this shit. But like every bitch in her so pussy, like there was no normal bitches in her. And the dudes who I went with, like they loved it. And I was like, bro, we need to go to like a regular club where like normal bitches are. And all they wanted to do was just buy a pussy. And I was like, bro, the campus is right up here. Let's go to the university. Let's go to the mall. Like, why are you trying to find these like, Hoes, let's find some like normal bitches and shit. The last time I was there, uh, I was at actually, I was at that casino and um, I was sitting right next to a guy, he must have been 78 years old. <laughs> white I, guy, I, white guy, <laughs> and, and he, he lived in Miami and he was a retired lawyer. Um, he, he's still a partner with his firm, but he's retired. He came over, uh, he went to Costa Rica, he said every other week he's in Costa Rica. Mm, tricking and, and oh man he was he was with the finest girls he had like a 25 year old girl with him every time hell yeah I mean that's how they just retire they live life man you know I mean if you're out here in, in the states and you ain't doing nothing and and if you got the money you can jump on a plane and be in the other part of the world and and get all this attention from from uh, whoever you want why not that's how I be in Thailand. I be seeing like these little bony ass Thai bitches with like these old ass European men. I said, bro, that's fucking ATM poppy right there. Now, I'll tell you this. You know, if you're a man, you should never be lonely. If you're a man with a passport, that's, <laughs> that's solve all your, you got to have a little money, but that's solve all your problems right there. Man, you know what's crazy? Okay, we can get into that shit because I'm in a whole bunch of like travel groups. 
a lot of dudes only get pussy when they go overseas. I'm like, bro, you can't fucking America. And like so many dudes like be paying and shit. And it'd be funny like in these travel groups where these dudes will like post pictures of bitches. And it'd be funny when like another dude knows the bitch. And then like you'll see like dudes post like, yo, y'all some fucking bitches. I post a picture of this chick and one of y'all went back and told her and now she's mad at me. Like they be hating. Yeah. And I got a lot of buddies who go overseas and shit. One of my buddies, he just went to DR and shit. And fuck, he's in love with some bitch. She ugly as fuck. But like every time he go over, he was like, oh, I just want the fine chocolate ones. And I'll be like, shit, bro, you better go over and fuck some mud ducks. I'm like, bro, you could have fucked this bitch over in L.A. Like if you're going overseas and shit, don't fuck a bitch that look like the bitches in your hometown. Like oh, upgrade and shit. I go, I go to Columbia and they're all nines and tens. Yeah. That's, that's all I get. And, you know, I'm a love them or leave them type. <laughs> over there, man, over there, sometimes you want to just bring them back, you know. You know, man, there have been women who I wanted to bring back and shit. And, yeah, I'm like, God damn, bro. My motherfuckers in Louisville can see you. Man, I tell you, the last two times I went to Columbia, uh, I had two girls crying that I was leaving. Damn. They're like, don't leave. <laughs> you know, you're such, you know, uh, I'm, I'm, man, they still WhatsApp me to this day. Hell yeah, wait, you, waiting for me to come back. You got to give them the papeles. But you know what? You know, you find a nice little mama's girl. Yeah, and uh, shoot, I probably bring one back one of these days when I get really, really old. Shit, you know what I'm saying? One of my ladies might be showing up in America in the next few months. I'm like, shit, come on, come through. Why not? Hell yeah. Hey, do what you, you know. You know, one thing I realize about women in other countries is that women are women, men are men. There ain't no challenging of of who's going to open the door, who's going to bring the money in, <laughs> who's going to clean, who's going to cook. All Hell that's yeah. already settled. You know what I mean? Hell yeah. But one thing I noticed, like, about them Spanish hoes and shit, they be expecting you and want you to pay for everything. And I noticed, like, European chicks and, like, Asian chicks don't mind, like, pulling out their motherfucking wallet and paying and shit. But, like, one thing, man, like, them Latin bitches and shit, I ain't never been to Colombia, but I know, like, in Dominican, like, you go out to eat, and, like, like a bitch, like, four of her friends would just pop up and order food and be wanting you to pay. You're like, I don't even know you hoes. Like, listen, if I'm buying your food, all you bitches gonna suck my dick. Yep. And if you not, get the fuck out of here. So, that's why I kind of gave a break to them fucking Latin countries, because them little poor bitches, man, get on my fucking nerves always begging. Well, you know how it is. When you go to a poor country, you buying everybody. Fuck that. For I'm like shit you bitches You better fucking do something constructive with your life It ain't my fault you broke And them hoes stay with Ooh poppy I have a problema I'm like, That's your problem bitch Right? Motherfuckers be hitting you up uh, I need my kids ain't got nothing to eat Ask their daddy it ain't my motherfucking fault Fuck you and fuck them kids yep. Yeah this is one chick We was talking the other day we was cool We had met up around this time In Dominican We had, we had met each other before but we finally had met in person we hung out and chilled, and then I was going to come back out there, and we was going to link up. And then the bitch said she ended up getting pregnant and shit. I was like, oh, damn. Dang. And, like, the the dude, it was like her ex, he fucked her and dissed her. Never talked to her again. So we she got pregnant and shit. I was like, I'm fucking talking to you, bitch. Was a foreign, so we, foreign guy? D- yeah, yeah, Dominican dude who got her knocked oh, up. Okay, okay. So we had talked the other day and shit, you know what I'm saying, just catching up or whatever. I was like, hey, did the dude ever, like, talk to you and mess with the baby? She's like, nah. And then she said something about, can you help me? No. Nope. Fuck, I look like, why am I going to help you, bitch? No. That ain't my motherfucking kid. Fuck you and fuck them babies. I'm not helping you or the motherfucking little ugly ass bastards. That's how I feel like shit. Fuck that. I'm 
with you. Yeah, shit. If I wanted to provide for some other motherfuckers, I would have had some. That's right. That's why I never nut. I always nut on the face. <laughs> it's right. I, I always nut on the face, man. Hell yeah. I don't know if it's just because I don't want to get pregnant or I just like watching it. I think it's just I just, I just like watching it. Hey, man, ain't nothing wrong with spraying on a bitch's face sometime. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, man, but I kind of miss Dominican, though, just like the party and shit, but I'm kind of like, bro, it's so hard to meet like a regular bitch out there because all of them either like sell pussy or just be like, want some shit. Like, I remember I met this little bitch who was a bartender and I was like, yeah, I'm coming back out there. She's like, you bring me gift? Uh, no. Why the fuck am I going to bring you a gift? And I noticed like a lot of these hoes be wanting perfume and shit. I've had so many requests for perfume. Bitch, no, I'm not buying you no perfume. Well, they can't get it. They can't. They don't. It's not like they got Amazon over there. Shit, and I if, ain't if they did, call. they can afford it. But you know, you got to go to those tier two cities. Yeah, you got to go out in the woods where you know they haven't been touched by yet. <laughs> you know what I mean? Hell yeah, that's what you got to do. And then it's, it's it's weak because like them dudes who can't fuck in America and shit, and them white boys, they'll go overseas and shit and don't mind paying these bitches. So then like if these motherfuckers is paying a hundred and fifty, two hundred to fuck you for an hour or so. They gonna think everybody gonna do that shit. I'm like, shit. But for, for, on the real though, I tell all my friends, all the ugly ones, I say, go overseas. You're gonna get some pussy. Yeah, you, you might not get it here, shit. but you know, you're gonna get it. Someone's gonna fall in love with you Fuck over there. That. Fuck that. Yeah. Man, I be having my shit lined up before I get there. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. Shit. When I went to Thailand, only only two bitches hit me with some money shit, and I was like, bro, no, bye. Yeah. Fuck out of here. I still want to go to Thailand. Man, you can go with me, bro. I love it over here. It's just cheap as fuck. And now they, are you vaccinated? Yeah, yeah. I got, I got all of my boosters. All right, so now they're doing it where if you vaccinated, they'll just do a quick little test where you get the results in five minutes. And then once you clear that shit, you're on your way. You oh, do whatever. Because cool. when I went in November, I had to go to a specific hotel, like a quarantine hotel. And then they came and tested me and shit. And I had to like chill in there. Until they gave me the results. But now, once you vaccinated, you ain't got to do that shit. Now, is it good to go year-round? Yeah, anytime. Oh, okay. But I just found out, like, the rainy season that just started or whatever. But, yeah, anytime is good to go. Yeah, yeah. Hell, yeah. I can't wait to get back over and get that street food and shit. Hit them. And now, like, the clubs are going to fully open up. And then, like, in about a month or so. Yeah. Okay. Can't wait. Shit, Asia, the only place I've been to was uh, Philippines and Japan. I want to go to Philippines, man. I want to. I want oh, some. I, uh, I want to get some peck peck. What's that? You know what? Ain't you like half Filipino? Yeah, but I don't know what peck peck is. It that? means pussy. Oh, okay. <laughs> I just use an English term. I don't know the Filipino. Term. I tell you, like, shit. Let me get some peck peck. Hell yeah! I've heard some good things about their uh, Philippines. Tell us some. Tell us what have you experienced over? Oh at? man, man! I've been where did I go to Philippines. I've been in Manila. I've been in uh, Cebu. I've been in... Um, oh, Cebu City? Cebu, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. That's cool. And uh, I've been, been to... Uh, what? Porta Persensa? Porta I never Persensa. heard of that one. Yeah, that, yeah that, that was cool. But uh, I remember the first time I stayed in Makati. Uh, Makati, and uh, I got there about 8 o'clock. I'm like, man, let me walk over uh, across the street. They had like a little 7-Eleven over there. So I get up, start walking across the street. And as soon as I get to the corner, this little lady boy <laughs> looked, <laughs> looked at me and said, uh, 
she said, um, uh, you want some of this? <laughs> nope. And I said, nah. And then that <laughs> light must have took about 10 minutes to turn green. And she just stood there saying that the whole time. I, didn't even, I never even looked. But for 10 minutes, it was like, you want some? Oh, oh my God. So anyways, I realized, so I went to the 7-Eleven. So I was like, all right, let me walk around the, the hotel, just take a look. And then everybody was coming up to me. You want a massage? You want a <laughs> I didn't know I was in the red light district. I, oh, damn. The hotel was right in the middle of the red light district. Hey, perfect place to be. It was cool. It was fun, man. I went and saw some midgets rustling. <laughs> you know? It was sad, though, man. They were in, like, diapers. Ah. Uh, and they're, like, oiled up, man. I, I, I mean, I, they do that shit on purpose, though. But I didn't know how to feel like that. I don't know how to feel about that, man. Like, seeing some grown men in diapers and oil, with oil rustling each other. They getting paid. They don't give a fuck. Yeah. But uh, that was that was sort of cool. You know, when you go out when you go out the country, it's just um, you see things that we you just normally don't see. Yeah. I mean, you don't even think these things exist. People don't even realize these things exist unless you're a traveler. Hell yeah. They think it's just like, nah, man, you're lying. I, I tell people so many stories and they just, they always think I'm lying. But I know some you, you OGs know. that was like said they went to some little spot where like a bitch had like bathed them. And like washed them and fucking massaged them and shit and it's like damn. Oh, yeah, they got that in every country. Yeah, yeah. I ain't, I ain't did that shit. I heard in like Thailand they had this shit called the soapy massage where, like, it's just a bunch of bubbles and the bitch you naked and the bitch is naked and she just rubs her body on you and shit and then she'll like fucking jack you off or suck you yeah, up at yeah, the like, end like a, like a new rue or something. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. 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 No, I've, I've never been to one of those places, but I heard about heard about them. Yeah, I ain't did that shit either. But, you know, you go to Thailand, you probably sure you can do anything you want to do. Yeah, kind of, yeah. I guess, yeah. But in, in Dominican, it's like that too. Like, if you got enough money, you can get away with murder over it. Well, it's like, it's like that everywhere. I mean, it's pretty much everywhere where I've been. You, 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 it's, it's so liberal. Yeah, because I, I got caught getting my dick sucked by two bitches and the police rolled up. And I had to give him twenty dollars so I can go free. Oh, shoot. yeah, to the police. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, D- I think these one people fucking towed on me because they was like further down and they was kind of looking and shit. I think they towed because a motorcycle rode up with two motherfucking police on it, and oh, the dude oh, that who was, was in Thailand. Nah, this was Dominican. Oh, okay. In Punta Cana, and the dude who was on the back of the on the motorcycle, he hopped off and pulled his handcuffs out. I'm like, fuck. And then the bitches started talking to him, and she's like, baby, 2,000 pesos, which is like $20. I'm like, shit, fuck it. Let's go. Come on, come on. That, that was probably her brother. Maybe, bro. I was they, like, fuck. They always, you, you always got to be ready to be set up when you're in another country. Yeah, it, that's only happened twice in Dominican and once in Thailand and shit, but it's all yeah. good. Fuck them motherfuckers. Yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. Back here, back here and living the life. Fuck yeah. that. I can't wait to get the fuck out of America, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of flights, man, something I had remember. You remember back in the nineties when Southwest Airlines had like the seats where you facing motherfuckers and shit? I never been on one of those. Oh, so you know that you familiar with them planes? No, no, I never seen them. Because so I like I was listening to something and somebody was like, Remember on Southwest where you face the people? And I'm like, Oh, I remember because I remember in ninety seven we went to Disney World and me and my cousin was sitting together. Right across from this white family and shit. It was a man, a wife, and they had two kids and shit. They was like, we have some books. You guys want to read the books? I'm like, nah, not for real. But, I'll, like, they, I haven't seen that shit since then. Like, they got rid of like, all that shit. You know, I, I've never even flown Southwest. To be honest, I've flown more out the country than I've 
to other states. Yeah. I got no interest to fly to go to any other states. Same here. You know, I, this is either I'm going international or I ain't traveling or it's business or something. Hell I'm yeah. staying in the states, but there ain't nothing out here I want to see. Yeah, man. I was like, damn, I forgot about that. Like, you sitting right in front of a motherfucker and shit. And back in the day when there wasn't no Wi-Fi on the planes and a lot of them didn't have the little TV screens and shit. And fuck. I was thinking about, like, how back in the day, like, the motherfuckers would be flying, like, overseas, you know, from, like, Asia or Africa or Europe, you know, 10-plus hours. No movies. No, like iPhones and no shit like that was some boring ass shit, oh, man, man. Back I, in the day, where that go? I went to uh, <laughs> I went to Australia. What year? Uh, Two thousand nine. Okay. And I went on Qantas, and I thought Qantas, you know, they had the new planes. So I was like, man, I'm gonna get a nice plane. It was a nice plane, but they uh, they cut costs on the seats. So I was in the, <laughs> I was in the middle seat. Ah uh, no! In, in the back, and my knees were hitting the front of the. Uh, the the uh, the chair in front of me. Damn, I can't do that no more. Yeah, but I was like, I I just think back, man. How did I do? How how was I able to do fourteen hours, uh, fourteen hours uh, to to Australia and back, and no problem. I, I couldn't do it. I first class only. Going to Sydney? Uh, yeah, yeah. Cause the, like the first time I went, I had business class going and coming. And then the the second time I went, I had business class going, and then there was there wasn't none, and the only available seat was at the very back. Yeah. And like there was this one lady, I don't know where the fuck she was from, but she was getting on my fucking nerves, asked me a bunch of fucking questions on how to work, like all all type of shit. I'm like, damn. Then she kept having to get up to go pee. Like, fuck, I hate that shit. Sydney man. was boring too. You didn't like Sydney? No, nah, I was ready to leave after like. Uh, the second day. What? But I already paid for my, my ticket. I had 10 days. Why didn't you like it? It was just like being here. Shit, I love it. It was totally yeah, different. cleaner and more expensive. Man, them bitches got ass over. Yeah, but you know, I I, I got tired of it for a little bit, and then I went to uh, Melbourne. Melbourne was cool. I want to hit up Melbourne. A lot of people from Perth listen. Melbourne has listened too, but like the second time I went, I stayed like a day and a half in Sydney, and then I went to Surfers Paradise, Queensland. Yeah, yeah it's dope over. I well, want to go buddy, back. Over. My buddy always tells me about Perth because he's in the Navy. Okay, you know Perth, uh, um, the Navy uh, stops in Perth. I didn't know that. Yeah, so my buddy, uh, you know, he's married now and has a couple kids, but uh, he said when he used to get off the uh, the boat, he said there'd be women lined up waiting for the sailors. Man, and then they just like. You go with me, and then they just take them for the next four days. Hell yeah. They're lined up. I love Australia. I can't wait to get back over and shit, man. Because, like, the first time I went, I'm walking. I'm like, yo, where the fuck did these bitches get this ass at? Nobody told me they had booty over her. I, I was expecting, like, big titties, flat ass and shit. I'm like, damn. Oh, and they all look good, too. All in shape. I mean, yeah, but th- there's mud ducks over her, too. But when I went, when I've been in, when I go in the club, you didn't see nobody wearing jeans, or you didn't see no women wearing uh, uh, long dresses, all all mini skirts. Oh shit! Times have changed and shit. Maybe when I was over, <laughs> maybe it changed. But when I was there, everything was a mini skirt and everybody was in shape. Was there a lot of Asians over when you went? A lot of Asians, yeah. You see, that's the thing I didn't know, bro. That like the Asian uh, population, the community is heavy over. A lot oh, yeah. of the motherfuckers leave and go to Australia. Yeah, because uh, I don't know what if it's Japan or China. It's real close to Australia. Yeah, so it was Indonesia too. Yeah, yeah. You'd be yeah. surprised. Yeah. Hell yeah, man. I can't wait to Australia. Shout out to Australia. Shout out to my homeboy, white boy Rick. We was talking the other day. 
Cause I was like, shit, cuz I'm finna uh, come out there. There's this dude that I met in Thailand and he was traveling. And I was like, I live in LA. He was like, hey, bro, I'm gonna be in LA. So, you know, shit, he came to LA. We linked up. He came to the crib. We did the podcast and shit. So I was like, I was talking to him the other day. I was like, shit, cuz, you know, I'm finna come back, come out there in a few months. He's like, yeah, man, come do it. You know, there's a cool little app. It's called um, Couchsurfing. You heard about it? Yeah, but I don't fuck with it no more because you gotta pay. Because the COVID and shit, they yeah. want motherfuckers to pay. So yeah, I was like, I was yeah. like, fuck y'all. But it's worth it though. It's worth it because you know sometimes you go out, you go out to another country, and you have people waiting on you. You know, I I, I go out to whatever country, wherever country I go, I, I'll put a shout out. Hey, I'm coming to the country. You I told me about that app. Yeah, I don't know. Years any, ago, I don't know anybody. Uh, you know, anybody want to hang out? And you know. All the dudes I delete and all the women, <laughs> you know what I mean. So, all right. You you can pick who you yeah. want to be with. You know, you know. Sometimes it, it was weird because when I went to the Philippines, I got all these gay dudes hit me up. And uh, it was I don't know Philippines why Philippines is like that, but you know when I went to uh, Argentina, I had like ten girls waiting on me. Damn. Yeah, Colombia, uh, pretty much everywhere. You put the time in, they're waiting. Waiting to show you around, and there's nothing like a local showing you around. Hell yeah, you're gonna have the best time. I like that app because I had a lot of fucking dudes were offering me to stay at their crib. I was like, nah, I'm cool. Yeah, yeah. But like, no chick ever offered me to stay at the crib. But like, chicks was like, I'll show you around. Like when I went to Australia, I put on couch surfing. Like I'm gonna be in Australia, and this one chick hit me and was like, oh yeah, I'll show you around. I was like, cool. So she met me up at my hostel and shit. We walked around and everything, and I was like, shit, she can get the business too. I smash her little ass. Oh, yeah, yeah. I smashed a good 40%. That's what's up. I ain't smashed nobody off cow surfing and all that. Yep. But then I went to it like two years ago, and I'm like, well, y'all charging for this because of COVID? I'm like, nah, fuck it. So I deleted the app and all that shit. I don't fuck with it no more. I'm like, bro, I'm not finna pay, contribute to y'all shit. You know, I said, you know, 20 bucks for a year, no big deal. It's a cool little tool. But know. then I was thinking, is there a lot of people that's on there? Because I'm sure a lot of motherfuckers like, I'm not finna pay for this shit. A lot of still, people still on there. Yeah, I don't know. I might get back on there. But, but it also tells you, like, what's going on, like, what clubs are going on uh, during the week and different meetups. and yeah. So it's got some good, useful stuff. Shit, I just use my little dating apps and shit. I'll just fucking get, like, Tinder Gold, change my location, be like, yo, I'm finna be out there. What's up? What's up? Hey, you guys show me how to set that up. I will. Bro, that's how, like, so what I do is, you know, I'm going to give y'all some free game and shit. So what I do, like, before I go out of state, I mean, out of the country, like two weeks, no less than two weeks before I go, I get 10 to go, switch my location to wherever I'm finna be at. Match with chicks. I'm like, yo, I'm finna be here on this date. Whoop-de-whoop. You know, we talk here and there. So by the time I get there, we've already had conversation, already plans and shit. So getting a cutty is fucking easy and shit. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. I've had it where like, I met bitches and shit on the app, and like the day that I get in town, like I smash because oh. we've already like established a relationship, got cool and shit. So I was like, shit, all I got to do is just meet up and not like do nothing dumb, and the pussy is mine. Oh man, I remember when I was going out when uh, I say ten years ago. I don't go out as much as I used to, but when I go out in another country, I'm smashing ninety nine percent of the time, or I ain't coming home. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm getting something, and it's just that easy. And yeah, people yeah. don't realize it's that easy. If you got some kind of game, you know. And, you know, I, I could do the magic and I do the photography. Yeah. And I can show the pictures, you know. So I got I got some substance to me. Hell so, yeah. So, you know, I could talk. So what I used to do is like I used to show bitches like music videos and shit that I did. And now like 
like motherfuckers be like, what's your IG? And I give it to them. They be like, oh my God, you have over 20,000 followers. What the fuck? I be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I just, I just let that shit work on its own. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, shout out to Couchsurfing. That was a cool ass app, man. But I got, I got to get on some other app. But I, you know, again, I'm, norm, I'm used to doing it the old school way. Just going out and just talking to them. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's, it, it's different than out here in the United States. You go out there, most women are receptive of you coming up and talking to them. Yeah. I mean, they, they want a man to come up and talk to them. But we have an advantage, though, being black and shit. Yeah. So that's an advantage. But, like, in some of these countries, like in Dominican, in the club, you can just walk up to a bitch and be like, how much? Yeah. And she'll be able to tell you the problem. I'm like, damn, you can't do, you do that shit in America. You can just shit slapped out of your ass. Oh, please call Don, y'all. You be a sex offender. You be, like, registered, all that. Yeah, some of the countries, you walk up to it, how much? But then, like, some bitches I've heard have been like, yo, this motherfucker asked me how much. I ain't no fucking prostitute. But it's kind of like, motherfuckers, we don't, nobody knows if you sell pussy if you don't. Yeah, sometimes you don't find out till right before you about to hit. Yeah, she said, I'll, put the money on the table. I'll be like, bitch, get the fuck out. Yep. Shit. When I was in Thailand, I matched with this one bitch and shit. And she was going to meet up with me and my peoples, but she didn't. So then the next day, she hit me. I was like, man, I'm just chilling. I got a few hours before I check out. I'm about to just go to the pool. She's like, oh, that's enough time for us to meet up? I was like, oh, shit, she must be with it. So she comes to the hotel. We go upstairs, and she was like, did you bring a girl back last night? I was like, nah. I said, I was rapping with this one chick. We was cooling. And then when the club was over, she tried to holler about how much you going to pay me. And I told her, I ain't paying you shit. So she went her way, and I went my way. So then the chick like started acting weird and shit. And then the bitch said she was a prostitute. I said, you what? She's like, I didn't tell you. I said, no, the fuck you did not. And it wasn't in your profile. I said, you probably told somebody else, but you didn't tell me. What, what app was that? I met her on Tinder. Oh, okay, okay. So when she, she caught the vibe that I wasn't with that bullshit and I wasn't giving no money, like we chill by the pool or whatever. And then I was like, so how much you be charging this shit? Just try to make, making like small conversation. So she told me a price and then she's like, you want to go upstairs? I'm like, no. So she's like, I'm going to go to the beach and get some food. You want to go? No. She's like, all right, well, hit me up later. All right, boom, your number got deleted. Well, I'll tell you this. This is where, this is where couch surfing took the place of all that. Uh-huh. Uh, let me see. Last time I went to the Philippines, me and a buddy of mine, um, actually I was going to meet up with a girl, but she had to work. So she, she was actually working at the mall. So she's working at the mall. So I said, all right, I'll come over and meet you at the mall. That was about 3 o'clock. She said, I have to work till 6. I'll come out. Uh, I'll come meet you at 6, and we can go out. So she came up. Uh, after after work, she came and met me at my hotel, and we were going to go out to a club. That was about 6.30. I was in the draws by 7. <laughs> That's what's up. <laughs> I mean, we didn't even go. I hit it before we went to the club, went to the club, and then hit it again. Hell yeah. I mean, that's how easy it was. And she left, you know, didn't ask for no money, nothing. It was, I don't know. I don't don't know if everybody could do that, but you know, I mean, my mentality (laughs) is I go for the kill. I'm I'm in sales. So, you know, I set it up. I I, I use all the same techniques, Man, all the same techniques. You always got to go for the clothes. I know. I just, shit, I just be chilling and shit, man. There's too many people scared. I know. Women don't want, women don't like weak, weak, scared people. Scared men, they want the alpha, right? You know, and then I know, like overseas, I can get away with saying shit that I really can't really say in America. But I do get away with saying a lot of slick shit in America, and I'd be saying it so smooth, the bitches be like, oh, oh, and then they look back like 
he said this to me and I, I fell for it. But like, yeah, shit. I be overseas. I tell the business, like, yo, I want to bite your butt. Yeah. Shit, and they be with it. Yeah, you just got to get straight to the point. Come get your butt, bit, bitch. Hey man, the older I get, the more <laughs> I get straight to the point. Mm-hmm. You got to ask for it. Like, I don't mind if we partying and shit, you know, buying you a couple of drinks at the end of the night. I'm hungry. You hungry. Buying you something to eat. But I'm not trying to, like, meet a bitch and be like, I want $100 to fuck. Be like, bro, get the fuck out of here. I'll get on Pornhub and save my money. Like, fuck, yeah. no, nah, I'm not fucking doing this shit, bitch. Well, you know, some people want to save time. Fuck all yeah, time is I'd rather save money. Yeah. I'm like, you know what I'm saying? Because, like, me giving you $100 to smash for whatever time and shit, like... That's not going to last me in the long run. I, I'd rather do something where I spend that money and then I'm thinking like, damn, that was my like, money like well spent. You know, I really enjoyed it. Like, fuck all that shit. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. Yeah. And then, too, I was talking to this one little chick. I was like, yo, I'm sick of like these fucking old hoes out here be trying to sell pussy and shit. Like when I was in Thailand, there was bitches that should have like retired in like 2002 that was out there selling pussy. I'm like, bitch, how the fuck you going to charge the same price as these little young hoes? Yeah. And they way better than you. I'm like, nah. I ain't with it. Man, where, where did I go? I went to the Del Rey and uh, oh, the same place we were talking about in Costa Rica. Uh-huh. So I was hanging out there because typically if, you go in the, if you're in San Jose, you're going to hang out there for a little bit, whether you go in the casino or just hanging out and checking out the action. But I've been to uh, Costa Rica so many times. I think I've been like seven times. Yeah. I've seen the same woman there seven <laughs> times every time. <laughs> It's just a different year. They get a little older. Hell yeah. They're still working it, you know. Hell yeah. And it's good. It's it's fun to watch. You see all the old old dudes in there. My first time out there wasn't the best, but I said I would give another shot. I went with these one, two dudes. One was from Atlanta. Another one was from L.A. And, like, that's one of the downfalls of, like, traveling with black motherfuckers because they be so close-minded. I'm like, bro, let's go hike in the jungle and shit. they like, what? No, I don't know what animals is there. And, like, one of the motherfuckers, he wanted to eat at, like, fuck. I can't even think of the name of the one where, oh, he's like, yo, there's P.F. Chang's and there's some other shit. I'm like, bitch, I don't even eat that shit in L.A. Yeah. I didn't come to Costa Rica to eat this shit. I want to eat they shit. He's like, what do you mean they shit? What the, what the fuck? Are you retarded? I want to eat local Costa Rican food. And they're like, I don't know what kind of meat that is. Bitch, you don't know what you mean eating in America. You just eating the shit because you in America and you feel like everything is right. I'm like, look, y'all go to these dumbass restaurants if you want to. I'm finna go to one of these motherfucking local restaurants to eat. And now we saw this one where they had like this little pit where they was like smoking meat. I was like, shit, this is where I'm finna eat at. And all them little stupid bitches ate there. And they was like, oh, this is good. I'm like, I told y'all dumbasses. But all they wanted to do was just fuck prostitutes. Because one of the days we was gonna go to Jocko Beach. But these motherfuckers was out all fucking night. They ain't wake up to like 3, 30, 4 o'clock in the afternoon. It was like, oh, we going to the beach? No, we not. Because it's like an hour and a half drive out there. So by the time we get there, the sun's going to be down. No, we not fucking going. That's the first place you go. You go to San Typically, if I fly into San Jose, I'll stay there for a day. Uh-huh. And then I'm, I'm going to the beach. Yeah. And that's an hour and a half drive. And, um, man, what have I done in Costa Rica? I've done zip lining. I've, uh, Type of shit I was trying to I've do. I've seen the crocodiles. Oh, you I didn't know croc- they had crocodile I didn't know, bridge. I didn't know they had that. Oh, yeah. What's that? They, well, they got a bridge where you're driving to Haku Beach, and it's a bridge where uh, they'll let you out and look over the, the look over the railing, and it's just like 15, 20 crocodiles Damn. that look like trucks. I should have threw them fall, little black you, bastards you, over there. You fall over, it's over. You never. I would. I would. I would have pushed their black asses oh, over. Man. It, they, they would never be 
found again. That's that's cool with me. They a waste of space anyway. Matter of fact, we're gonna I'm gonna even fuck with them, but what's their names? Uh Jamal and and Chauncey. Fuck you punk black ass <laughs> bitches and shit. Oh shit, I ain't getting your bomb. You get buried. You just got buried, you little punk ass bitch. Yeah, I hate, I hate I hate traveling with people like that. That's why I like going by myself. Yeah, most I my do, travels I by just, myself. I do what I want when I want, yeah. however I want. But I'm sure I've been whitewater rafting in Costa Rica. Damn, what did I say? I've been um, I've been I seen the crocodiles. I've been on a crocodile tour and seen them in the nature. I've been zip lining and uh, ATV riding up yeah, to yeah. the mountains. Probably the uh, probably two of the greatest experiences of my life. That's what's up. But uh, there's lots of stuff to do. Like, I don't like, I be seeing that shit, like, when I be in Dominican, like, ATV and different little shit, I just be like, oh, I don't want to do all that shit. Nah, and then cool. different little hoes, they be like, oh, you want to do ATV or boat ride? I'm like, nah. I'm like, nope. And I know you want somebody to pay for your shit. Nah, yep. bitch. Like, if you pay for your shit, then maybe I'll think about it. Yeah. But we ain't doing this shit together. Oh, I, I'll, I'll always go do it, but it's when I'm on my own. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because you... You bring in somebody, they want you to pay. Yeah, fuck all that shit, man. But, man, I've been, where else have I done? I've been uh, hang gliding in Rio. Okay. That's something I want to do, too. With the, with the little shit that's like a, the little hang glide where you and the little person and you and the little yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I've, I've been wanting to do that shit. But ain't it like only, only like five minutes or some shit? Like, like super it's short? Like, it's like ten minutes. But yeah, ten minutes short. is long enough. You, you don't want more than ten minutes. Shit, yes, I do. I'm trying to be out there floating and shit. Hell nah, yeah. You know what's cool too is that I did uh, paragliding in Colombia. Okay, uh, that's where you just run off the run off the. Uh, okay, yes, yeah, what I'm thinking, and you just hold on to that bar, but you strapped up no, that, no, that, the harness that, shit. That's the parag- That's the uh, hang gliding. Oh, okay, so but you did in Rio. Yeah, I did that in Rio, uh, and in uh, Colombia, I did the paragliding where you're actually seated, but you have to run, and then you just run off the cliff, and then all of a sudden a parachute just pulls you up. Oh shit! Okay, okay, that's sort of cool. That's what's up. I'll try that shit. You know, those little, little moments in life where you're like, man, this is this how you live. You know, I was paragliding in the mountains of Medellin. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? How many people can say that? When I was when I was actually, when I was uh, up there, I was like, man, I'm really in Colombia paragliding. And what's everybody else doing? Hell yeah. You know? Hell yeah. I'm sitting here living. I was thinking about that when I was in Thailand. I was like, shit, bro, when you're 50, 60 years old, you're going to look back and think about you like on the back of a fucking moped and shit, like riding around, you know, a foreign country. So, oh, man, you still, you, even when you get to that age, you still got to do it. But Hell you got to yeah. start doing it because at some point in your life, your body ain't going to want to do it. Yeah, that's know? right. But I, I still got a long list of things to do. I'm going to do them. I feel that. I'm going to do them. You know, there's just too much, uh, out there to do so I got a long list of countries and a lot of adventures left same here left in me speaking of all these little countries man let's give a shout out to all the people that be listening and shit the cities and the countries we got USA Belgium Japan Spain Thailand United Kingdom Hungary South Africa uh fucking Czech Republic Turkey Ukraine North Macedonia and Saudi Arabia It'd be wild because like it'd be motherfuckers who for like my hometown be like, oh shit, I didn't know you have a podcast. But I'm like, motherfuckers in North Macedonia know. How the fuck you not know? Man, I got I got someone in Turkey waiting for me to come. That's what's up. Couchsurfing, I hosted her, and she'd been waiting for me to come so she could she could show me around. 
Shit, one of my buddies went about a year or so ago. He's like, man, he said, I fucked a bad bitch for $20. I'm like, God damn, $20. There's a lot of hoes over, man. I found out like a lot of Thai bitches be going over to like Turkey and like Bahrain to sell pussy and shit. I heard Turkey's cool though. Turkey's like, uh, Turkey's like, uh, it's real modern. It's nice. Yeah, shit. I'll check it out. But I I think, I think what I'm going to do, I think my goal is, is to go around the world, go up, go to all the, Nude spas. You said the nude spa? Yeah. <laughs> just, just walk around make it. You know what I mean? And just see what happens, you know. Hey shit, fuck it. Uh shout out to shout out to Los Angeles, Frisco, Ashburn, Barcelona, Brussels, Louisville. This is the new one spelled shit. I don't know if it's Miyazaki, M-I-Y-A-Z-A-K-I. Shout out to Peter Lee, Phoenix. Yudon Thani. One of my Thai bitches told me how to pronounce that shit. Because I was like, hey, what is that? And she's like, how the fuck you know about this? I'm like, because it popped up on my analytics. Somebody over was listening. Shout out to Columbus, Rancho Cucamonga, Bangkok, Dallas, Fontana, San Bernardino, Richland, St. Truden. Y'all new. Welcome. Shout out to Indoor. I-N-D-O-R-E. Y'all might be new, but Welcome. Shout out to London. This one popped up. It was just a number, 8330. I don't even, like, that was the first time i ever seen that pop on my analytics, just a number. So I don't know who that is, but it popped up for a few days. But welcome. Maybe one day I can figure out the whatever town that is. But until then, 8330. Shout out to Cape Town, Milwaukee, uh, Newport, Virginia Beach, Barstown, Raleigh, Philadelphia, Prague, Greenville, Laguna Niguel, Livermore, Istanbul, Torrance, Colorado Springs. This one is a new one. I don't know how exactly how to pronounce it. D-O-N-E-T-S-K, Dunstick. It sounds like maybe it's over in Belgium or somewhere or one of the motherfucking places. Let me know. Over in Hungary, I don't know. Tell me. And let me know if they got bitches that's fucking because I'll come visit. Shout out to Tucson, Bridgeport, the Unknown Temple, and this one is new. It's spelled Damn Man, D-A-M-M, uh, D-A-M-M-A-N. So I never heard of it. I haven't either, but shout out to all y'all. I love and appreciate y'all for listening. A lot of these cities and countries I ain't been to, I don't know nobody over, but y'all be listening to me, so I appreciate that. Make sure y'all tell your peoples to listen, subscribe, and all of that shit. As far as the charts... I'm on the charts right now in Belgium, Turkey, and Slovakia. So have you ever been to, uh, uh, are those where your listeners are from? Yeah, they are. these are uh, all the cities and countries where people are listening. You ever been to San Bernardino? Why would I want to fucking go to San Bernardino? You don't want to go, you don't want to go to San Bernardino. <laughs> no. Okay. Right. No. I, I don't want to fucking go. Yeah, I went to San Bernardino. I, actually, I went to college there. Oh, no shit? Yeah, I played baseball. I didn't know you played baseball. Yeah, yeah, man. I was top prospect till I uh, hurt my back. Damn, what position? A center field. Dig. I held all the records. But uh, San Bernardino, man, that's a rough area. So I heard. When I used to live there, um, it was the number one homicide. It had the number one homicide rate Damn. in the United States. Oh, shit. For like five, ten years in a row. Yeah. I, I got I, a story. I was, on a, I was on a murder trial. What? I was a witness. Oh, yeah. oh, okay. Well, yeah. Tell us, tell us what happened. That's weird. So, you want the long version or the short version? Short version. I'll give a short version. Okay. 
because this is like a two-hour version. Of <laughs> but um, I, I used to live right across the street from the school. Uh-huh. And me and my girlfriend at the time were in my apartment. And so she it was like 5 o'clock. She was about to leave. So I walked her out. Walked her outside, and there's this dude that was sitting on the stairs uh, right above the apartments. You know, back in San Bernardino, everybody looks gangster. You know what I mean? So he had the cornrows, he had the Adidas, the fat laces. You know, you know, he was a gang member. But um, so she was leaving, and he said, "Hey, hey, can you guys give me a ride somewhere?" And I said, "Nah, my girl's leaving." Uh, he said, "Well, can can she give me a ride?" I was like, "Nah, she ain't giving you a ride." What, what are you talking about? Can she give you a ride? So then he said, hey, can you give me a ride somewhere? I was like, nah, I don't have a car. And he's just, uh, I don't know, man. I was probably young and dumb just answering all these questions. But he said, hey, can I use your phone? Uh, um, uh, I came to visit someone over here, and uh, I got lost, and I want my uh, buddy to come pick me up. Can you tell him how to um, come get me? So then I said, okay, you, you can use the phone. So at that time, uh, the phones had the cords in them. Mm-hmm. No, they weren't the house phones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I let him come in. I let him come. It's stupid. I let him come in my place. So and let him uh, actually use the phone. So he was calling. He called someone and was trying to get him. You know, he, he's like, "Hey, hey, can you give him directions to how to get back? You know, to your apartment?" I'm like, "Well, I live in the back of the complex. Why don't you just have him meet you at the front of the uh, complex? There's a Pollo Loco there, right?" He's like, "Nah, there's cops over there. Something's tripping. Something happened over there. Or something." So I said, "Okay." I ain't even thinking about it. So that went on for like five minutes, and then me and him were just talking. He's sort of outside the uh, my door at that time. We we're just talking. And I was like, man, I started feeling uncomfortable. I'm like, man, this is weird. So because he's not leaving. He's just sitting here talking, right? I already told him how to get out of here. Mm-hmm. And then uh, back then in college, I had three roommates. They all came at the same time. They're like, hey, uh, hey there's cops uh, at the front of the apartment complex. Uh, uh, two guys just shot a cop, and one of them ran in the back of the complex. Ah! And the guy was like, "Oh, there's something going on over there." But just a minute ago, he was just telling me that there's cops over there. Yeah. So, so I was like, "Oh man, we gotta, you know." So now I'm in the kitchen putting knives in my in my shirt and stuff. Because <laughs> oh, he had like one of those Lopez. I don't know if you know what a Lopez jacket is. No, nah, what's that? It's just like one of those Mexican uh, jackets where they it's like a pullover. And it has a little pouch in the, in the middle, in the front. I don't know. So anyways, um, it looked like sort of stuff. So I was like, man, I don't know if you got something or whatever. But so finally, um, we were like, oh, let's go out and check it out in the front, right? So the dude says, hey, hey how do you get out of this complex? Which we thought was weird. And we was like, you go this way. So he went the opposite way, right? So when we finally walked out to the complex and... Um, to see what was going on, there's a lot of people out there. There's probably like two, three hundred people, and the cops were looking through the grass, looking for bullets and all this type Damn. of stuff. So we, when I was over there, I was, you know, I started talking to this girl, and she actually saw it. She saw the, she saw what happened, and she said, "Yeah, he was wearing a, uh, he had cornrows, he had a green uh, um, uh, jacket on, and so on." I was like, "Oh man, this is the dude that I already knew. This is the yeah. dude that came to my place." So as I was trying to get the attention of the cops. This dude was in the crowd watching. Oh shit! Yeah, I just, I just saw. It. I was just watching him. He came, walked back, walked in the crowd, and then just walked out. So when I uh, talked to the cop, he said, "Okay, all right, uh, you know, 
don't use your phone. We're going to, we're going to come in the morning and check out your phone. So, so what ended up happening was, um, uh, a policeman, a campus police was following, uh, these two guys and they shot the campus police, but he had a bulletproof vest on. So he lived and he was all right. So one guy got caught, other guy escaped, but earlier in the night, um, they carjacked, uh, well, they tried to rob a girl, a woman, uh, in her garage and killed her in front of her five-year-old kid. Damn. Yeah, it was crazy. So uh, the next morning, these two dudes, just like out of Hawaii Five-0 with trench coats and everything, detectives came in, and um, they came in and told us what happened and what really w- what happened. And he said, hey, do you think you could um, pick this guy out of a lineup? I said, yeah. So then he opened up a folder and he had all these pictures. I was like, oh, that's the dude right there. He's like, oh, he just got, yeah, this scumbag, he just got let out probably of prison uh, a couple months ago. He stabbed some old lady or something. Damn. So what had happened was, uh, yeah, he he tried to carjack uh, a woman, killed her, and that was the end of the story. I didn't, I never heard anything about it from then on. I mean, to that point. So two years go by. I actually moved, and then uh, I'd be going to work and coming home, and I've seen this detective card on my on the, um, on my uh, doorstep. I'm like, man, what did I do? You know, what I mean, I thought I did something right. So it happened like three times. So finally, I was like, all right, let me call it because I, I need, need to find out what happened. So I called them up, and uh, they said, hey, we're going to trial. You know, we got you know, uh, can you come? Um, you, you know, we need you for this trial. And I didn't, I never even knew what happened after that. I never knew they caught the guy or whatever. But so finally I, I went and I went to the, the district attorney's office and he filled me in on everything. And he said, they actually caught him that same night. Damn. They never told me. They caught him that same night. And the dude who he called on the phone, remember I told you to come pick him up? So he was testifying against him because he was uh, actually on his way to pick him up. And when he got to the L, he saw the cops at the Pollo Loco and he turned around ah. and he never picked him up. So that guy ended up uh, testifying against him. Um, and everything this guy, all the alibis he said, totally uh, conflicted with what he told me. And it was funny because I remembered everything like it was, uh, like it happened yesterday. It's just one, you know, it's one of those things where I know exactly what he was wearing what he looked like, how tall. It was just like something I'll never forget. So it went to trial. Um, it was right when the OJ, it was right when OJ was happening too. So I thought they were going okay. like, to like grill <laughs> yeah. me. I thought it was going to be like on TV, you know what I mean? Yeah. So the prosecutor, he, he just only asked me a couple questions and then uh, it was over. I had to go rent a car because I didn't want to drive my car over there. You know what I mean? I didn't want nobody following me. Right. Man, it's just, it's weird when you're actually a witness, you don't want to be a witness. What was they asking you? Uh, they asked me, um, he made a statement that, uh, he made a statement to me that white men were tripping. He didn't want to get on the bus because you know how white people are tripping. What do you mean by that? They asked me, I was like, I don't know. He just told me that, you know? And I just told him the truth. I told him exactly what happened. And the prosecutor told me, he said, one of the tricks that they do is, when they're in the courtroom, they shave their head, so it's hard to identify him, you know. But it was it was funny because I knew who he was. I, even though he shaved his head, I knew who he was immediately. 
Oh, so, so he was in the court. Yeah, he's in the court. So, um, it, it's it's weird because they filled me in all the filled me in on all the story that I just never knew. Um, so uh, after that was over, I never even knew what happened. I left the courtroom and I never knew what happened. So now it's let me see. Now it's maybe 2010. It's 15 years later, and I'm living in the valley. You know, so I'm living in the valley. And in my apartment complex before, you'd have to ring to get into the complex for me to let someone in. So for someone to just knock on your door, it's really odd, you know, that someone would knock on your door without ringing. So that's exactly what happened. Someone knocked on the door. It was a young white girl, really nice dressed. And she says, I'm from the Innocent Pro- Innocence Project. I already knew what she was here for, you know. So Trying to get some money or raise some money? No, or no. She was, she was here because... Uh, she filled me a little bit more on the story that the guy got sentenced to death on death row. Oh, for that for the shooting the cop or some other shit he did for the, for the woman killing the woman. Oh, okay, because they got they they got him because they had all the fibers. Oh yeah yeah the in, fr- in front of the kid. Yeah, yeah yeah they had they had all the fibers of, of his shirt and like uh, he was he him and his buddies uh, the other dude who did it they were drinking with uh, their other friends and they're all. Like, oh, man, let's go rob somebody. You know, all of them testified against them. Damn. You know, so they're like, let's go rob someone. Let's go get someone. So so anyway, she's from the Innocence Project. And um, she's like, oh, we're trying to, you know, we get off, like, uh, try to get off, you know, innocent people. And I'm like, this guy ain't innocent. Right? And it was weird because she asked me uh, what happened. And I knew exactly everything like it was yesterday. And then she said, well, do you know what he was wearing? Can you identify him? I was like, yeah, he's wearing a green Lopez jacket. He's about 5'7". He had cornrows. He had uh, um, uh, black Adidas. I don't know how I remember all this stuff, but I knew it. She had him in a lineup, and uh, so she pulled out the, the um, she pulled out the picture. I was like, yeah, that's him right there. And she was, so, she was really surprised that I knew so many details that I knew she was deflated because they were trying to – you know, they're really are trying to get him out of jail. They're trying to get him out. You know, oh, you know, it was like, you know, they're, <laughs> they're trying, you know, you know, I mean, it was like one of those movies, you know, mm-hmm. uh, but this time the dude, he was guilty. I, I knew it. Damn. But, um, and I think I, man, you know what? I think she told me his name. She didn't supposed to, but she's like, oh, cause I sort of asked and she told me his name. I don't even remember his name anymore, but yeah, he's still on death row. But Cal- awesome. California, they, they they never you know. Yeah, they'll leave you on until you just die yeah, on your they, own. They, yeah, they're gonna die. They're gonna die on their own. But Damn. yeah, that was, that was like 15 years later. They came knocking on my door. But I know, I know, uh, I know they didn't get him out. Crazy. Guilty, yeah, but that, sure that, was a, that was a short and long version. San Bernardino. Of yeah, I'll be sure to. I ain't never heard nothing good about it. I never had no interest in going. Oh, I, this I, shit. I had a gun pulled on me before over there. Fuck that. Man, that's San Bernardino. It's crazy, man. It's crazy. Yeah, and I ain't trying to drive that fucking far to meet a bitch who live out there. So I'm like, all you gotta do, all you gotta know in San Bernardino is which side of Mount Vernon to be on. You go on the right, wrong side of Mount Vernon, it's just free for all. Damn, it's like the uh, Warriors. You ever see that movie, The Warriors? Yeah, I love that movie. Yeah, you try to get. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I was like that. Damn. Yeah. What's something crazy that you've done for money? You were struggling and shit. You needed money. What's something like crazy? Like, fuck, I got to do this to get, you know, some cash. Shoot, man. I don't think I got anything crazy. I mean, I might have picked up some cans or something, you know. Okay. But let me think. What have I done? I have to to think about that. I'm sure there's, you know, 
I, I the way I grew up, I didn't grow up with money, you know. So uh, at an early age, I was always hustling. My dad taught us how to hustle. I mean, I was fixing bikes at 12, 13, and he's selling them, spray painting them, taking you know, breaking them down, putting ads in the paper, selling them, lawnmowers, all types of stuff. So I've been a hustler ever since I can even remember. I've been doing sales, you know, swap meets and uh, things like that. That's one thing my dad taught us. He taught us how to be a man and how to how to he taught us how to to earn money honestly. One thing I, I can say is every penny I've ever earned was honest. You know, I, I never I've never stolen anything in my life. Uh, yeah, I, I hate thieves. That's one thing I hate. But um, man, what I do? You know, it's funny. I'll tell you what I didn't do. Hi, <laughs> man. When I'm when I moved out here from San Bernardino, me and my brother brother in law, we were like, man, we need to get work, man, because he just moved out here too. And well, I was like 25, he was like 32, and uh, we answered. Man, back then it was like you answering paper ads in the paper, right? You know, there's no internet and stuff like that. You know, it's life's easy now. You want to get a job, you just go on the internet and start Hell looking, yeah. and sending out emails and stuff. It wasn't like that before. You had to go in the paper. Um, so man, we went to the paper and, uh, went to go to this job for telemarketers. So we went to the place, we had interviews, they split us up, man. They wanted to do gay porn. Uh, what is it? Uh, like, uh, the, over the phone, like selling gay porn over the phone. No, no. Like chat gay porn. Oh, like, like a, like a fucking, uh, what's that shit? What's that shit? Like the phone sex shit? Yeah, yeah. You know, oh, phone sex operator. Yeah, yeah. But for gay dudes. Oh, shit. And I was like, man, I'm going to have to pass on that. I, How I, much was they paying? Probably like minimal wage. <laughs> I, I was like, man, I, I can't do that. Sorry. Down 1-800-I-love-buttholes. Ain't nothing. <laughs> you know, crazy thing is, they called me back. Oh, shit. They like, oh, can, you, can you please work for us? I was like, nah. <laughs> nah, I'm not like that, man. We laughed about it. me and my brother. I talk about it. We still <laughs> worked up. We still talk about it, man. We talk about it to this day. We just like, man, remember when we really went to hustle for jobs and we went to that place that um, they wanted to do gay porn or gay uh, phone chat. So in yeah. the in the description, it didn't say nothing about what you was nah, doing. No, nah, I was just saying telemarketers. They finessed y'all. Oh man, that's how, that's how <laughs> I was back in the day. Telemark- <laughs> you you know, if you're a woman, you that's how you get in porn, right? You, Oh, we got a modeling opportunity, and next thing you know, you know, you got five dudes in a room, just you. Yeah. You know? I remember in the early 2000s, I lived with my grandmama, and at night, they would show them fucking commercials and shit with the bitches, call me, and whoop de whoop I remember my grandma was like, she was like, yeah, I saw that commercial, and was like, yeah, I bet he'd be calling a number. And I was like, are you fucking stupid? Like, do you really think I'm going to call and talk nasty to a bitch? When I can, and pay for it, when I can just do it on my phone for free with bitches I know, I'm like, bro, I'm not calling and talking to a bitch and shit. Like, like are you fucking dumb? But I don't know. That's old stupid black motherfuckers. But, but, you, but you don't have to name the city, but you know the city we're in right now, right? Uh, this is like the porn hub, the porn hub. Yeah, capital. the valley, the capital, capital. Yeah. No, this, this. City, yes, yes, it, I do know. This can, city. Can we it, say the name of it? Yeah, go ahead. Chatsworth. Yeah. Yeah. This, this, this city. <laughs> Is the porn yeah. capital of the valley and of the world? I don't yeah. know if it still is, but you know, when I used to do sales, I used to knock on day. when I used to do sales and knock on doors. Man, that's what I used to, man. I used to run. I sold probably about three or four uh, 
porn company that sold vivid video. I hold on, you used to work for a porn, co- porn company selling porn? No, no. I well, I was no, I was selling telecom. What's but, that? Uh, phone service, internet, okay, and, and phones. But I go door to door. Uh huh. And uh, yeah, one one time I went to uh, Vivid Video and I sold them. Uh, oh, and in Universal City. No, no, they weren't there at the time. They were in North Hollywood at the time. Oh, okay. But uh, I went there, and they're cool as could be, man. I sold, I sold them uh, Vivid, and um, they took me in the back, man. Gave me a stack of uh, VHSs, man. <laughs> Same thing with I did another uh, a porn company. I forgot what it was, but it was an interracial company. Okay. And um, so I sold them, and they took me in the back, gave me a stack. <laughs> they were like, "Here, man, take this." <laughs> they're all cool. They're all cool. They're always the companies that don't have no name on the buildings. I mean, yeah. it's changed now a little bit, you know, but back then they didn't have no names. You just see nice cars in there and the receptionist is like in mini skirts and stuff. It was cool. I had roommates that did porn and we ended up moving. Uh, you remember the porn star, the Asian bitch, uh, Tara Patrick? Yeah, I heard of her. Yeah. So I ended up moving in her crib. Uh, her and her dude got divorced and he got the crib. Uh-huh. And then he ended up moving to like Newport Beach or whatever. So we ended up renting his house out in in Sherman Oaks. You know what I'm saying? Like a little mini mansion. The motherfucker was dope. And before we moved there, they was already shooting porn there. They they did live stream a porn star cam house on Mondays and Wednesdays. So they was like, one of the stipulations to y'all moving in, we still got to do this shit on Mondays. Whatever. The first day we moved in, there was a porn shoot. And shit, I wasn't unpacking none of my shit. Yeah. I'm like, well, fuck this. I'm about to look at this shit. And it was cool. And like my friends would call me and shit. And I would like answer the phone. And so they could hear like the moans and shit. Yeah. And like, yeah, that was straight, man. You know, with that porn little shit, you know, being around in that world, like it was cool. And I was just like, I would come home and I'd be like, oh shit, I've seen your porn. Like, damn, you in the crib. Hey. But a lot of people think like that shit is like a big ass orgy and it's the complete opposite. Yeah. You know, but yeah, being in that that porn world, hell yeah, man. You know, over here, there's a uh, they used to have a fries. Uh, oh yeah, down the street. Yeah, yeah, off a uh, Topanga Canyon. Uh, yeah, yeah, Owens Mouth or something like that. But it's, it's yeah, right there. Yeah, now. yeah, right by Best Buy. So by Best Buy, it, there's the Best Buy uh, Victory and uh, Victory and almost Canoga or Owens Mouth or something like that. Oh, I know the one that's that was the fries that's like right down the street from like Topanga Mall. It was right there. Cause it, I used to see it all the time. Cause it was right by the uh, El Torito. Yeah, yeah. There's only one fries. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I heard it got closed down a couple man, years ago. Yeah, but I used to see porn old girl. I mean, and fries, stars of fries. All the, man, the fuck I was, was like, I was like, how do I recognize these girls? Man, I was watching too much. Cause this, I'll tell you a funny story. Cause I was sitting in, um, I was in one aisle, and I was just looking at something, and I heard a girl talking, and uh-huh. I'm like, that's Asia Carrera. It didn't look like I've it. heard of that name. Yeah, Is yeah. It? She's a uh, famous uh Asian yeah, yeah. porn star, right? But and she's uh she's supposed to be really smart. She's like part of Mensa and she's a really nerd. But um but you know, when you see them up close, they look totally different because they don't got the makeup on. Yeah. But I knew the voice though. And I just by hearing the voice, I knew I was like, Man, I watch too much. But <laughs> man, you know, I shoot, what was it? What year was it? Two thousand fifteen out of Buddy. And um we went to Vegas, uh-huh. and he was uh, he was like, "Hey, I got tickets to the AVN Awards." Yeah, and but this dude snuck in everywhere, man. So <laughs> we we ended up going to Vegas to find out he didn't have no tickets. 
But so we still went to AVN Awards, man. We snuck in. We still snuck in. That's the last place I ever snuck in. That's the last time I'll ever do something like that. But we just walked right in, and it was cool. It, it's too commercial now. Yeah. It was like they they tried to make it like the Oscars or something. Oh, yeah. I'm like, bro, get the fuck. Y'all bitches are sucking dick. Like, yeah. calm the fuck down with this shit. You know, and they and even on the um, when they're doing the um, giving out the war, they don't even show the real action. I mean, it's like R-rated. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, man, this is all watered down, man. Because I had a buddy... Uh, uh, when I was in college, his name was Porno Dave. <laughs> Porno Dave, man, he, in his dorm, he he had probably uh, hundreds of porns, right? And he'd be watching porn every day. And it was funny because girls be coming over and borrowing his tape. Like, Can we borrow this tape? You know, VHS, whatever. Shimmer, what you gonna do for it? Porno Dave. So, anyways, um, he um, he met this dude that invited him to the AVN Awards this was back in 1990. Right, right around there. I was supposed to go, but I actually had to work. So another buddy took my place. But this was when it was raw. Like, yeah. AVN awards were like, it was like uh, underground, you know? So when they went, they were like people having sex on the stage. And oh, hell yeah. He was telling me, yeah, man, there's dudes. Uh, my buddy was telling me they were having sex on the stage, and the dudes were surrounding them and jacking off while they were, you know, Oh, shit. Them. I mean, yeah, that don't happen no more. You yeah. know what I mean? That might happen in Colombia. You know, something like that, but that don't happen out here anymore. Now it's like they all think they're celebrities. Hell yeah. And, uh, Back in like 2011, my roommates had went to it. And I was like, y'all want to go? And I was like, I had to stay at the crib and like watch the dogs and shit. I was like, that fucking yeah. sucks. Yeah. But it's weird because like one of the, so it was like the dude that I knew, you know what I'm saying? He had did porn and his chick had did porn. And then he broke up with that bitch and got with another bitch and shit. And it's crazy because like, People have like mentioned her and shit, and I'd be like, "Oh shit, I know that bitch. She was my roommate." And motherfuckers be like, "You lying!" Like the bitch I'm talking about is Bridget B. I never heard of her. She's a a, a fake ass bitch from uh, what the fuck is that bitch from Spain and shit? Fake ass blonde hair and fake titties and shit. She's a fucking fake ass stupid fucking cunt. I hate her. She's just a horrible fucking person. Yeah. But motherfuckers will be like, mention her, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I, I live with this bitch. And they be like, yo, you're lying. And then I show pictures and shit at the house. I'm like, yo, why the fuck do I need to lie? Like, this is her. She has a dog, a Maltese named Cupcake. I, I loved her dog. Her dog, Cupcake, was cool as fuck. But Bridget B, I know her. I, I never called the bitch Bridget. I called her by her fucking name, Lucia. Yeah. And shit, but she's a fucking cunt, stuck-up bitch. She used to lie on my fuck on Turbo and shit, saying that he, like, destroyed shit and he didn't. He, she's just a fucking whore. She was always bitching and crying and shit. Fuck that stupid bitch. And it would be funny, because I would hear her talk shit about other porn bitches, be like, she's a fucking whore. And I'm like, bitch, you just flew to London to go fuck somebody for money. Like, you a whore, too. What yeah. the fuck are you talking about? You're on the same team. Yeah. But it's crazy. Like, a few motherfuckers have mentioned her. And I'm like, yo, I fucking know this bitch and shit. And like, no, you no, you don't. I'm like, why the fuck do I need to lie to you? Like, yes, the fuck I do. You know what I'm saying? It'd be funny. Like, some of my buddies would come over and be like, oh, shit, that's really her. I'm like, yeah, that's yeah, really her. You, you realize when you see him in person, you, you know him in person. It ain't nothing yeah. like the what TV does. Some was cool. Some were bitches. Like, Bridget B, she was a bitch. Lisa Ann, she's a fucking bitch and shit. She, I saw her, she was just bitching to complain. I'm like, yo, this, she's a fucking cunt, man. Yeah, but you know, they're like regular people struggling yeah. to pay their rent. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. They're like, oh man, we gotta do this shoot, suck another dick just to get the rents due. You know? Yeah. But yeah, I've never done like nothing like that for money. Yeah. Man, I gotta, I gotta think about what I did for money, but 
On, on that porn little shit, I'll tell you what I did for money, but on that porn shit, it was like funny. Like, I got to hook up with some of them bitches and shit, too. It didn't happen a whole lot and shit, but like, one chick, like, I'm like, I'm gonna I'm a, I'm a wait. And I ain't gonna say her name right away. I'm gonna wait. Yeah. And I'm gonna wait till I blow up. You're like, hey, 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 hey. But it was funny. I said, I was like, oh, shit, I done jacked off to this bitch. And I seen her in the crib. And it was funny and shit. And I was like, oh, shit, let's get a picture or whatever. So, like, I went back downstairs. I just got out work and shit. And she was, like, smoking a cigarette. I'm like, yo, why the fuck you smoking cigarettes, bro? You don't need to be doing that shit. So, we had took a picture. And she was like, yo, let me see your dick. And I was like, get that motherfucker hard. And she, like, grabbed my dick, bro, and fucking unbutton my pants and, like, started sucking me up. And I was like, yo, can I take pictures and shit? She's like, yeah. I don't know why I didn't take videos of this shit, but like, she's like sucking me up, man. I'm like snapping pictures and I'm like, yo, I cannot believe this bitch is like really sucking me up right now. And uh, I was trying to fuck. I was like, yo, my room right upstairs, man. Let's fuck, let's fuck. But she was just like, no, no, no. And I didn't want to pressure too much to be like, you know what? I'm not even going to suck your dick no more. Yeah. So I was just like, fuck it. I'm going to take what I can get. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Because I fucking exploded some loads into a goddamn tissue before and you wasn't even here but now you really here so i'm gonna take what all the fuck i can get yep. and man but she sucked me up bro fucking skidded in the mouth and i'll never forget she said oh you got some sweet cum baby and i was like oh but i think my roommate was on like some jealous shit and shit because he was like bitching and shit he was like you got your dick sucked i was like bro everybody in here is getting a dick sucked yeah. but it's only issue when i got mine i said she offered she said she wanted to see my dick. I said, get it hard. You can see whatever you want. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, shout out to her, man. And it was funny because I remember she tweeted a picture, I think, of sucking my dick or getting ready to. It was like, I got his dick and had tagged me. And some fucking dude was a hater, was like, she charges 3500 or something to fuck and you pay for this shit. I'm like, bro, I don't know what the fuck you heard, but I got this shit free. I ain't pay a goddamn thing and shit. I'm talking about. Yeah, and I I still got the pictures of her and shit with my dick in her mouth, and then another picture of like just me and her just like chilling and shit. But yeah, man. Hey, you know, most of the time these are lonely women that just want company. Yeah. You know, because after the lights go out and the cameras off, they're all alone. Hell yeah. You know what I mean? (laughs) Guys don't want to touch. Most guys, regular guys, don't want to touch them. Want to be with them. Shit, I told them bitches. I said, "Hey, I said, uh, I said, motherfucking, my room upstairs and shit." But someone was cool, like uh, Phoenix Marie. Like it was real cool. Like she used to be real cool with my old roommate. But then like she didn't like his bitch or whatever the fuck. Because I remember his roommate was like bitching, like that fucking whore was in the house. Like shut the fuck up, bitch. All y'all some hoes. All you bitches take jizz to the fucking face. Yeah, you motherfuckers, you not an accountant. You not a nurse. You're a fucking porn star. All y'all hoes. Like quit calling these bitches hoes because you a hoe too. But some was very cool. Some was weak as fuck and shit. And but like I noticed, like when I watch porn, if I see different dudes that I know and that I've saw multiple times that got cool with, I'm not. I'm like, bro, I'm not watching you perform. Like, nah. Yeah. And shit, but hell yeah, oh, man. Man, I cut, I cut, I cut out porn though, for real. Yeah. I cut it out. I'm more into making the home movies. I mean, I'm, and I'm, shit. I'm, I'm, I'm like two days sober. <laughs> 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 Right, right now. I mean, I did cut out for like two weeks, but now it's two days, and I'm, I'm gonna like cut it out. Too. Oh shit! You know what I mean? 
Man, I did think about like starting like a little OnlyFans and shit, and like when I be traveling around the world, like just be fucking bitches and shit, like showing them and all that. But I was like, I, I don't want that to like overshadow a fuck up like long term shit that I'm trying to do or whatever. So I was like, I'll just do it and keep it for my own privacy. And I used to like, with the chick's permission, do like sexual stuff and like record it on Snapchat and then put it for like the whole like story for like people around. But now. I just noticed they got a feature where you can see who the fuck posted this little shit. So it's not private. So I was like, ah, I ain't going to do that yeah. shit no more. But yeah, but what something I did, man, for money is like years ago, I was I was struggling. I needed some money. So I donated some sperm and oh, shit okay. out in Pasadena. I went out there and shit. And it took a minute for me to do it because the chick that I was with was like tripping. And I remember this bitch was like like damn near crying she was like some bitch can have your baby but i can't i'm like yo shut the fuck up bro hey, you want they, these fucking bills paid or not who they pay for that shit i don't even remember but you have to do with like a little they have to test your shit and that was like the most awkwardest shit for like to go there and like these motherfuckers had like porno tapes and shit but like the tapes they had uh, couldn't do nothing to me so i just had to look at i had to look at pictures that bitches had sent me and shit but it was just so uncomfortable. I'm like, yo, I got to go in here and, like, jack off. And, like, these people, like, know. And it, it took a while for me to, like, even get hard and get in, like, the mindset to, like, jizz in a cup. Yeah. And shit. So when I finally did it, it wasn't even a lot. And, like, they tested it and shit and was like, yeah, you don't have enough that will be able to survive when they cryogenically freeze it and shit. And I was like, all right, cool. But, like, before you do it, like, you can't have sex for, like, two or three days. And my chick at the time knew that I had an appointment, so she was always trying to fuck so to delay my appointment and shit. So did they pay you or not? No, because the first time you do it, they have to test to make sure your shit is even good that can survive okay. being frozen. And they was like, nah. But I was like, I didn't even, like, have a bunch of jizz and shit. I just wasn't in the mindset. I was like, shit. Yeah. I, so, yeah, I, that's what I did. Okay. <laughs> I, I might have gave blood or something. Oh yeah, I've, I never did blood, but I did like plasma and shit. You know, it's crazy because I, you know, with COVID, times are getting tough. You know, I got a nice house, and it's, and one thing I realize is when the money's coming in, and um, it's all good, but when it stops coming in. The bills still keep coming Man, in. Man. You know? Sometimes I feel like I want to murder. I can't murder the person who came up with bills, but I would like to slap the shit out of their living relatives. Like, yo, I'm doing this for your ancestors because because of your ancestors, we got to pay all this money for shit and just slap the fuck out of them and shit. Like, you catching a straight bullet, you know, just because you related to them. We walk across the street, do it real quick, come back. Man, for real, take this fucking bottle and shit. Yo, people's the one that came up with bills and push. Shatter that shit on their fucking face. You got your taser? No, I was at the crib. Oh, okay. <laughs> they got a lot of bums out here. Well, I keep this bottle and I'll shatter it. And if it breaks, I, I have something I can poke their ass. Start a shit. website called Bum Taser. You remember Bum Fights? Yeah. Oh, man. Early 2000s. I, I used to watch that shit on the internet. I was messed up, though. <laughs> I was messed up. Yeah, man, that was some good old shit. They tried to sue the motherfuckers, too. I'm sure they did. Yeah, Bum Fights, man. That shit was fucking hilarious, man. It's like you can't even be creative anymore. It, nowadays, everybody thought of what something. Hell yeah, you know. shit crazy, man. Something that was like fucked up that I seen a kindergartner brought some Jose Cuervo margaritas, something like this, like the the fucking smearing off, but in them little bottles and shit. Uh -huh. 
and brought it to school and passed it out to multiple students. And the the shit was in, in a little Dixie cup. And one of the kids said they took five to six sips and started feeling dizzy and shit. And like these kid in the Cardinals was drunk as fuck Dang. off of this shit. <laughs> this shit happened in right outside of Detroit. They've had more than I've. They've drank more than I've. Drank. Oh damn! I ain't thinking about that. Damn, a kid in the Gardner been buzzed before you yep. got buzzed. That's true. <laughs> I was just like, and then they said the kid in the Gardner knew it was alcohol and shit and brought it. I was like, yo, this motherfucker, he definitely going to jail in a couple of years. It could be fucked up. His parents are going are in trouble. Yeah, I was like, damn, man, and shit, and kindergartners and shit, and. Yeah. They starting early now. Right. And then they wouldn't drink another bottle. They were sneaking it in fucking Dixie cups. Oh, yeah. Some uh, I always talk about shows that I'm watching. I've been watching Young Rock. Have you ever seen that show? No, nah, what is that? It's about The Rock. Oh, yeah, yeah. And shit, yeah. you know, growing up. So, th- like, this is season two. I think the episode I saw a couple days ago was, like, episode four or five. Is it sort of like a Everyone Hates Chris? Yeah, sort of like a documentary type of. Yeah, yeah, it's like there's some scenes where they show when he's like seven years old. Then there's another one they show when he's like 15. And then another one they show when he's like in his 20s and shit. So basically like him growing up, you know, in a wrestling family, being yeah. in Hawaii and all that little shit. So I've been watching that. <sighs> Man, Man I, I used to, Rocky huh? Johnson and, and uh, Tony, Tony Atlas. Atlas. One of my favorite tag teams ever. Okay, so in the season two, they show Tony Atlas and they show like the beef that like Rocky Johnson really didn't like Tony Atlas and shit because he was the showboat and he got all the shine and shit. Yeah. I never knew that. Yeah. But Rocky, yeah. Rocky Johnson always had the sunset flip. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Tony Atlas had the lift over the head. Yeah. Uh, thing, man. If you're a black kid back in the 80s, mm-hmm. uh, those are your favorites. Hell yeah. They, they're the only black. I think I don't know if they're still the only uh, black tag team champions. Probably ever. But at the time, yeah. they were the first. uh Black tag team champions. The only black, the first black wrestler I remember was Coco Beware. Oh, yeah. Yeah, with the birds and shit. That's yeah. the first black wrestler I, I remember. Junkyard Dog. Yeah, yep, yep. He got killed in a... In uh, a car accident. Yeah, car accident. I remember that shit back in like 97 and shit. Yeah. yeah. Kamala. Oh, yep, man, that's yep. a sad story. I don't know if you ever seen it. Yeah, he, ain't he missing like a leg or a foot or some shit? Yeah, he got his legs amputated. Yeah. You know the most he's ever made in a year? Uh, sixty thousand. Damn. He he. They took advantage of him. He said Vince McMahon. He's like, I was just a dumb country boy. Yeah, and yeah. They just took advantage of me. Shit, I bet. Yeah, but he's he's hurting. I don't even. I think he. I think he passed away last couple years. Yeah, he might have. But he's. Uh, there's a documentary. Um, there's a documentary on him. He's saying how him and Andre the Giant got into it. Oh shit. Because uh, he uh, Andre. Um, was a little rough on rough on him in the ring, uh-huh. and he threw. And then so Coco Beware threw some, not Coco Beware, but uh, Kamala threw some real punches and lit him up. He says, "I lit him up in the corner," <laughs> you know. So after the after the match, uh, Andre came in his dressing room and uh, wanted to get him, and uh, Kamala pulled out a three fifty seven. Shit, you got to do it sometimes. Yeah, come on, and and uh, Andre said, uh, "I got no problem with you." I don't got no problem with you. So he said um, on the documentary, Kamala, uh, he said he carried a gun in his bag to the ring until Andre died. Ah, damn. Yeah, it was crazy. What you hear behind the scenes, you know? Man, hell yeah. I've had one wrestler on here and shit 
but he's not like super mainstream or whatever. But I, I would love to get like a wrestler in here because I grew up a hardcore wrestling fan and shit. Hell yeah! Man, man. I, haven't, I haven't watched wrestling. I mean, I used to love wrestling when I was a kid. I, every day, every Sunday, it used to come on at uh, nine a.m. Uh, back when they had uh, who they have on there. I mean, this was way back. This was even before uh, Hulk Hogan. Oh, okay, this was back in uh, Andre the Giant. They had uh, who's that announcer that uh, well, Georgia Animal Steel? Oh yeah, yeah. Ever heard oh of yeah, him. he he was the hairy ass motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. I know. He always liked to turn the buckle. <laughs> yeah, his back was hairy as shit. And they had uh, Strongbow Brothers. Chief J Strongbow. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think that's uh, Rocky Johnson's. That's dad's. his people's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then uh, the some wild Samoans. Those are his people too. Man, yeah. I don't even know how I remember all these guys. Man. Yeah, but yeah. That's when wrestling was good. You know, what I mean. Um, but uh, I remember, I still remember the day when my sister came and said, this is so fake. This is fake. You know, my <laughs> older sister, I don't know if that was the time when I just stopped watching it or whatever, but yeah. you know, there's a time you grew out of it. I grew up me, me anyways, you know, some people still love watching it, but I don't like to know. I, I, I like watching competitive stuff where you don't know what the outcome is going to be. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, don't, I don't like setup stuff, you know, but this show, man, I hate to do it, but fuck y'all yeah, got to get it. You ever seen the show Atlanta? No. Man, it was a dope-ass show the first, like, three seasons. And this season has been so fucking random. And I'm like, what What the fuck? Like, it's just not fucking good. Like, Donald Glover, Childish Gambino, I don't know what the fuck oh, yeah, yeah. y'all are on. But this season, like, we waited two years for this bullshit. I was excited to see Paperboy going on tour. And then I think it's been, like, four or five Remember four like like four to six episodes and they've only showed them like on tour like on two episodes and the rest of them be just some random ass shit that don't fucking make sense. This last episode was dumb as fuck and I know there's one more season and then it's over and I just want to say that y'all fuckers dropped the ball hard. Was this on Netflix? No, this is on FX. But then you can also watch it on Hulu on Fridays. It'd be on Hulu. You know what I find? You know. I don't have a lot of time to watch. Well, I do have a lot of time to watch TV. But what I find out that I do now is I just watch the shows I've watched already because I already know they're good. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't got time to figure out if a show is good or not. I don't have, For some reason now, I don't have the patience to, fi- to wait to see if a show is going to be good. I want to see something that I've already seen, and that way I don't have to worry about it. Well, d- don't watch the new season of Atlanta, and I'm so disappointed. I mean, I'm going to keep watching it to see what the rest of it, but... Hopefully this next season is way better, but this season fucking sucks. So Donald Glover, the writers, everybody involved with Atlanta, y'all got to get buried for making us wait two years for this stupid ass bullshit. You just got buried, you little punk ass bitch. Excited to be let down with this stupid ass shit, man. All right, I'll pass it. I see it on TV, I'll just pass by. Watch the first three seasons. Now, those was, man, awesome, good as fuck. But this but, last but season ruined, was... If, if the last season's ooh. bad, you ruined it for me already. Yeah, hopefully the the season after that will be good, the final season. Somebody else I'm going to bury is uh, Courtney uh, Taylor. This little white bitch out of Miami, she stabbed her black boyfriend to death, some Nigerian motherfucker, and she ain't been locked up. You know, they, they rolling out the white uh, privilege for this bitch, and all this little shit, you know, and I just want to say, man, be careful dealing with any bitch. But when y'all, if you black or another race and you dealing with these white hoes, man, you got to be extra careful. 
because they're going to look at your black ass and they're going to look at this white bitch and they automatically going to go with her. I'm pretty sure there's a lot of white motherfuckers that listen to this shit and I don't give a fuck if you get mad or not. I'm just speaking on real ass shit. I just want to say I've had more white bitches try to put me through dumb bullshit than black bitches and any other bitches out there. And y'all white hoes know the fucking games that y'all be playing. So this bitch stabbed up her, her, her dude. She's playing crazy and all that shit. This bitch ain't got locked up or whatever. So justice for his black ass. And then I saw a lot of people pulling up his old tweets where he was like talking shit about black bitches and shit. And I, I was reading this. I forgot exactly what the fuck he said, but I was reading this shit. I was like, God damn. He was going in on the motherfuckers, but at the end of the day, his life is lost, and this little white hoe is still walking around the street, so she got to get buried, and I just want to say, brothers, when you out here fucking with these snow queens, be, uh, be, be on top of your shit, you know what I'm saying? You just got buried, you little punk-ass bitch, because I talked about that. Months ago on an episode, you know, there was a white bitch that I was fucking with and then she flipped and was on some like weird, like some bullshit. And I was, I remember we was over her crib and we was talking and she stood, she had this stool and she's like sat right in front of like the door, like right in front of the ring camera. And I was in the kitchen and shit. I was like, this is fucking weird. This bitch has never sat right there, but I made sure to keep a distance from this motherfucker I was calm. I was cool. This bitch was on some dumb shit or whatever the fuck. And I was like, mm-mm-mm. And I remember she gave me a key to her crib. This is back in like, no, this this incident happened like in November. She gave me a key to her crib like months before, but we had quit fucking with each other. And I went to Tijuana with my homegirl. And on the way back, I stopped at her crib. And I took all of the shit, all of my personal belongings I went to her crib, I took all of my shit, and all the shit that she gave me, I left it. And I had wrote her a letter, well, I I printed one out, I didn't physically write it, and I left the letter on her, on her stove, along with her key, and shit. And I remember, like, when she got home, this bitch texted me, it was like, you're real, and she put real in all caps, you're real lucky I didn't call the cops, how fucking dare you come in my crib? I didn't even respond back to this bitch. I was like, fuck you. But I was like, I said, what are you going to tell the police? He came in my house with the key that I gave him. He took all of his personal belongings and he gave me back the shit that I bought him. I was like, so what the fuck are you going to tell the police? I didn't rob you, bitch. I took my personal property and I left you your key. You know, and I was just like, fuck it. And I remember uh, my homeboys, Frank and Rashad was like, yeah, you got to leave this bitch alone. I was like, bro, they was like, don't even respond back to this shit. I'm like, I'm not. Said, I ain't responding back to this bitch. I have all my property. You know, I already blocked her on social media and shit. But I was like, see, this is the shit, man. These hoes trying to pull. And I was like, man, it was crazy. We talked about this earlier this week. And it was like, man, what does she like try to lie and say I robbed her? What does she like try to set me up or like destroyed her house or did something? And I was like, I ain't never going to know. That's why I never responded back. But I was like, like, call the police, bitch. Like, you don't even know where I live at because I had moved. And, like, she lived in, like, Oceanside. I lived in L.A. I'm like, you fucking think Oceanside police are going to come to L.A.? Yeah. Like, you fucking stupid. I'm like, bitch, I didn't rob you. Like, I gave you your key back. Yeah. The shit that you bought me, I gave it back to you. So I was like, go ahead and call the police. What the fuck you going to tell them? Well, like, you gave me a key. To, you gave me a key. That's free would have come to your fucking house when I want to. And I gave you your shit back. 
Like I could have been a grimy motherfucker and I could have robbed you and took a bunch of shit, but I ain't I ain't like that. I'm like, no, I gave you your shit back. This is shit that I bought. I want it back. It's mine. Yeah, we're always vulnerable. Yeah, man. I mean, it's, it's, you ever see this movie? I think it was called The Glass Shield by with Ice Cube in it. Nah. Yeah, it's an old movie. He's a little, he was a small part, but he was like, uh, it always reminds me, he was arrested and uh, he always had this line that said, my skin is my sin. And, uh, you know, if you're black, you understand that. You Hell know what I mean? Yeah. You're born, you're born guilty. Man, and you gotta, off top. And you got to prove yourself innocent. Hell yeah. And still, even with video, that don't even work. So, Man. you know, not everyone could relate to that or understand that, but. Hell yeah. I, I understand it. You know, shit, I, man, I'll be on here. I'll just be like to, to drop some knowledge and some game on these motherfuckers and shit. You know what I'm saying? Because you think a motherfucker love you, they care about you, and they'll flip on your ass quick in a heartbeat and lie on you. You know, I didn't have that shit happen. You know what I'm saying? With other bitches, I'm like, hey, be careful. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Just because these white bitches be streaming Black Lives Matter and shit, whenever they feelings get hurt, they'll double cross your motherfucking ass. Oh, yeah. And I was like, bro, I'm not letting no fucking whore set me up and get me caught up in some dumb shit. Now, if I did some fucked up tour and I got locked up, that's what I get. But if I ain't do nothing, nah, hell nah, ho. So, yeah, I left that bitch on red, man. I never responded back to that message and shit. So, you know, whatever you're doing in your life, bitch, I want nothing but the worst for you, you stupid <laughs> bitch. Even though you do, she has some big titties and shit or whatever the fuck. That was nice, but it's all good. And that bitch, she ain't even know how to wash dishes. I would have to go back behind her and wash the dishes because them shits will still be dirty. But, hey, guess what, Megan? You got to get buried on this motherfucker just for being a stupid cunt and a Karen and try to get me caught up. Bitch, you know I ain't fucking rob you. I took the shit that I bought. I gave you the shit that you fucking bought for me. The the records, the record player, the clothes, all of that shit. I gave it back to you, bitch. Because when I'm done with a bitch, and if it ends on a fucked up term, I don't want nothing that you gave me. I don't want to see shit that reminds me of you. So I'm going to give it back to you. And if I can't give it back to you, I'm just going to throw it away. Yeah. So, bitch, I gave you your shit back. You know what I'm saying? So, fuck you, bitch. You still got some big titties and shit, but... As far as a person, you ain't shit. And fuck your punk-ass dog, Mamba, too. You just got buried, you little punk-ass bitch. We was talking about that in the group chat. My homeboy, Frank, he was like, damn, Mamba was cool. I said, yo, fuck that motherfucker. You ain't never going to see him again. That was her dog and oh, shit. Okay, okay. Yeah, Mamba. He was like, Mamba was cool. I said, fuck him, bro. He goes, too. Yeah, hell yeah. All you motherfuckers going to get it and shit. You know what I'm saying? Why we go back to Colombia? Shit, I, I would like to go, but I heard like they don't speak a lot of English. Oh, oh, plus two, be on the lookout, bro. Because in them uh, groups that I'm in, a lot of dudes be posting about how they be getting drugged and robbed and shit in, in Colombia. I heard that shit all the fucking time. Yeah, but that's 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 uh, that's travelers that are uh, inexperienced. You yeah, know, I mean, you know, you don't get see anytime. Say if I'm in a club or or a bar or something, I make them open the drink. Right, I I don't even have them op- deliver me something that's not open. That's but you, but you know they got that shit, the devil's breath. They can like blow in your face, or they put it on their titty, and if you suck their titty, that's like a mind control drug and shit. I, it hasn't happened to me. Yeah, but I, I always, you know, I don't I don't let um, I don't ever let uh, my drink out of my sight. And if it gets out of my sight for ten seconds, I buy a new drink. Yeah, you know what I mean? Because you got to have sense when you're out in another country. Hell got, yeah. I know everything that's going on around me. You know what I mean? I know if there's if there's a set of eyes on me, 
I know. They don't know I know, but I always know. Yeah, you know I mean? sneaky over there. Uh, I, I, could, I, could, I could see seven, eight things at one time when I'm in a foreign country. Hell yeah. Especially man. when you're out by, by yourself, you know. Cause I've been to some crazy places. I've been to favelas. I've been to oh, in Brazil, you went to the favelas. Favelas, yeah. Solo, yeah. What you go up there for? Just look around. Shit. But this I... is this is the crazy thing. People always talk about the favelas, how dangerous it is, um, how the people rob you, this and that, and um, the people in the favelas were the coolest people in the whole Brazil. Damn. I would like to hit it up, but I would like to find like a motherfucker who know the community and, and all that little shit just in case some shit pop off. Oh, yeah, yeah. Don't get me wrong. I didn't go deep. I didn't I didn't go like <laughs> all up to the top by myself. You know, yeah. I ain't gonna do nothing like that. But I, I went to like, you know, the outskirts and, and did the basic stuff. I got some good pictures. You know, I walked around there with my camera, which is probably dumb, but Oh yeah, I know. heard in like one of the reasons Brazil, because I heard they be trying to jack motherfuckers for cameras, phones, oh, and man, yeah. different little shit. And they don't speak much English. So I was like, I want to go over with a buddy or know a motherfucker who's a local and shit. Oh, you know all the favelas. Uh uh you ever been have you been to Brazil? No, not yet. Okay, so the main place if you go in the Rio, they got uh Copacabana Beach and Ipanema. Yeah, yeah. So, I, I was looking. I was gonna go to Copacabana like a couple years ago when I was looking, but then I heard they said it's kind of fucked up over it too. A yeah, little bit. yeah. Copacabana is a little bit, but it's still a cool beach. Uh, Ipanema is more, the more uppity beach. So Ipanema, if you look, uh, if you're on the beach in Ipanema and you look at the mountains, there's a favelas. The favelas right. are right at the mountains. That's what I heard. So the weird thing about um, Brazil, typically, like in the United States, if you live in the mountains, you got money. You yeah. know, what I mean, the higher you live, the more you got. It's the exact opposite. Um, over in Brazil, you the higher you live, the poorer you are. You know that's where the favelas are, all the the um, the ghettos that are in the mountains. Right. So every once in a while, that I've heard they'll have the whole favela. Two th- they had a they the guy was telling me a story. It was like two thousand people from the favelas came down and robbed everybody from the beach. Damn. All the police could do is just, all the police did is just sat back and watch. That's what I heard in they, favelas. The police don't even go up there because yeah, they're scared. Yeah, yeah. But on this, on, on a specific day, sometimes they organize it and they just go rob everybody. Nobody can do anything. It's just like you, it's like a whole bunch of ants just, yeah. you know, killer ants on you. And all you got to do is give it up, you know, because even these little six or seven year old kids, they'll pull a the trigger. I know. You know. I mean, it's sad, but Shit. I mean. They, you know, I'm sure you've seen City of God. No. Oh, you never seen City of God? Okay. Uh-uh. That's a good movie. That's good. You, you got to see that. But that's about the favelas. And uh, those kids, man, they're killers. Uh, I look it up. Shit. 10, 11 years old. Yeah, I'll kill they motherfucking ass and shit. If I, if I got away, I'll get that gun. I'll, bah, I'll oh. put one in your fucking head. And shit. Never let, uh, if you're ever at, um, at the beach, never give your camera to someone to take a picture of you. Run off of that shit. They're gone. You chasing, man. You ain't gonna catch them unless you know it. You with the motherfuckers. Yeah. They'll, they'll pass it off to someone else and just yeah, do a yeah. relay. You know, what I mean, it'd be like the Olympics. I you, know it's over. So if you ever do that, you know, what I mean, you better. I don't know. I never. You know, you gotta be street smart. Yeah, I've been wanting to go over. I was like, shit, that's a place I don't want to go solo because don't a lot of motherfuckers speak English and they be on that dumb shit and all that. So you, know, you find some people. You find you enough to, enough to speak English. Yeah. About, I've, I've been to Rio. I think uh, I've been three. Three four times, it's cool, you know. Only only had one problem once. I got robbed by some transvestites. Oh shit! Hell, what the fuck? Man, this is crazy. This is the only time I've ever been robbed um, traveling. So I was walking on, on Copacabana Beach, and uh, I was actually on the other side of the beach, not 
right by the beach, but by the hotels. And it was probably like 1230 at nighttime. There's nobody around, you know. And he's probably dumb walking at that late at night by yourself. But, you know, you do dumb stuff when you're on vacation. It just happens, right? When you're looking for pussy, it doesn't matter what time <laughs> it is or where it's at. You just do the craziest thing. So I was walking, and uh, they had these transvestites. And I knew they were transvestites. Uh, they're prostitutes. And they're over by the cars. So um, I passed them. I passed them. And I just kept walking. And they're like hollering to me, oh, come get this. You want this, Poppy? Come get this. So then um, two black ones, two black, black Brazilian, black Brazilian, uh, Brazilian uh, lady boys or whatever. And then there was one regular girl. So um, what happened was the thick, I didn't realize. See, when I think about getting robbed, I think about, um, I always think about keeping my items close to me. And people don't let people get close to me or bumping me. I didn't realize they were working teams. So what happened was all three of them came. One got in front of me, tried to back up on me and like grab my dick. And, you know, they're transvestites. So you're just trying to get out there as quick as possible because you don't want them touching you. But I felt them like touching, hitting my, uh, hitting, uh, trying to grab my dick and hit my wallet, my, my pockets. Because obviously I kept my phone in my, my left pocket and I kept my wallet in my right pocket, right? So... So uh, then there was another transvestite that was walking around, pulling her shirt up, showing her titties. And they're like fake titties, man. I was like, oh, man, this is horrible. I was yeah. like, Let me, I got to get out of here, man. You just feel dirty, right? And then there was a normal, the normal prostitute was behind me. And she's like, oh, oh, come with us, come with us. And then she said, oh, you dropped your wallet. You dropped your wallet. And I was like, oh, man, I dropped my wallet. Thank goodness I... Um, she told me, I was like, all right, she's cool. So I turned around, picked up my wallet and then, uh, and then I, I, uh, no, no, it was my cell phone. I turned around and picked up my cell phone. She said, you dropped your cell phone. I turned around and picked it up, picked it up. And then I was like, all right, let me get out of here. And then, then I noticed my wallet. I was like, dang, I dropped my wallet too. So I grabbed my wallet and picked it up and I took off. So anyways, um, later on in the hotel, I looked at my wallet and I was like, man, I had 200 uh, what was it 200 reais in here, which is about 200 bucks. Uh, and my wallet was empty when I got to the, to the hotel. So what I realized what happened was the person in front of me bumped me, was trying to grab my dick, but also feeling for my, my where my wallet was at. So the girl behind me, as they bumped me, the girl behind me pulled, uh, reached and pulled my cell phone and dropped it on the ground. When I turned around to pick up the cell phone, the one in front of me pulled the wallet, Damn. took the money out, and dropped it. This was like maybe five seconds. Damn. Five seconds they did it. And I was like, I never got got before like that. But that's how they work in teams. It taught me a good lesson. At least they gave me the wallet back. They only got the money. Yeah, yeah. You know, they could have just took everything. You could have beat them up. It would have been justified. They do. Nah, but you know what? You don't want to beat them up and have them bleed on you and stuff. Plus, you're, uh, in yeah, and you're and, and you're in Brazil too. You know what I mean? You know they they're all pros. They do this all day long. But you know, one thing I realize is that when you're in another country, you just got sometimes you just got to take it, right? Because right. you know you don't want to end up in a Brazilian jail, man. And uh, and and when you're in another country, um, their citizens are come first, right? Right. You know what I mean? That's that's just the way it is. That's just the way other countries work. You know, they don't care about us. Oh, so shit. I was just like, all right, I got out. I got out with, uh, I, I learned a, a tough lesson, 200 reais. And, but hey, 
Damn. I, I, I just went to the ATM, got more, you know? And it's I was like, up. I'll never happen again. But yeah, uh, most of the time you get, if you get taken in these countries, they work in teams. Yeah. And I didn't realize that. So that was a good lesson I learned. I could have learned a harder way too. You know, they could have really robbed me, stabbed me up, whatever. But normally I'm aware and I see all this stuff happening. But, uh, you know, what was messed up about it was when, when there's transvestites involved, you ain't thinking right. You're just trying to get out of there, right? You ain't even trying to, uh, you can't even think clearly because you're just like, I don't even want them to touch me. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm just trying to get out and that's it. You know, and the whole time they just like when you're taking on three people, well, they just they got a they got a system worked out. Yeah, yeah. So I know I ain't the first. I wasn't the last. So speaking of like transvestites, there's like a fucking a whole lot of them like by my crib. There's like a little camp and shit, and I'll be seeing this one. This fat motherfucker got a bald head and shit. I guess he has titties and shit or whatever the fuck. But this motherfucker, I see this motherfucker all the time. He either be sitting down next to some motherfucker smoking meth or walking. I saw him today walking. He be smiling. And I just don't even be looking. This motherfucker be smiling and being like, hey. And today I was thinking, I'm like, why the fuck does this motherfucker speak to me? I said, one, you homeless living in a fucking tent. Yeah. Two, you a dude. You have no fucking hair. You have a fucking bald head. You can do nothing for me. You big fat motherfucker. Yeah. If you don't get your ass away, quit fucking talking to me, bro. I'm like, bro, get the fuck out of here. This motherfucker be licking it high. And I always have earbuds in, so I never speak and I don't be making eye contact. Yeah. I'm like, bitch, get the fuck, get your fucking fat ass out of my face speaking to me and shit. You know, it's just like uh I realize every country I go to, they got their they got their lady boy section. You know what's crazy? I never saw that though in like Latin countries. I've only seen it oh, in like I Asian always, countries. I always see it in Latin countries. But you know what was the weirdest place where I saw it, which I, I wouldn't think that it existed. I went to Cuba. Oh damn! And I thought that was like a really macho, uh, macho country, uh-huh. and you couldn't be gay in that country. Man, they had a whole section. Of, uh, <laughs> man, I walked the street and ran into a whole section of lady boys. I'm like out and proud, and there. And I was like, man, even in Cuba, like they don't lock them up or torture them or something, but. That was weird. That was probably the weirdest place I've ever seen them. But, uh, yeah, I was, uh, man, years ago, me and my girl, we went to this, because uh, I had, I used to work with uh, uh, another female, She was a, which was a lesbian. And she took me to this club in uh, West Hollywood. It was actually a lesbian club. It was actually pretty cool because the women were fine. I thought they'd all be like butch. What's the and name of it? It's called uh, Here. Oh, okay, I don't know. Either. Okay, so um, the thing was, it was all women, and maybe they had some gay friends, gay dudes, and then there might be like one or two straight dudes in there. Like I was like the one or two straight dudes. So, um, and I've probably been about three times, and all the time I had a blast every time. So I remember I went in one time, um, the bathrooms were co-ed, <laughs> and uh, I came in one side, and this other girl came in the other side, and she said, oh, if he wasn't gay. And I was Oh, like, I'm a bitch. I ain't gay. I chased her, man. I chased <laughs> her for a while. I couldn't catch up to her, but uh, yeah. So um, there's another time, too, where I went with another girl. She was actually a tall blonde, you know. She was good looking. And 
good looking black girl too we were talking to for a long time so we were we were right about to leave and so we told her we were leaving she's like do you want me to come with you and um it flew over the other my the girl that was with me it flew over her head she didn't even hear it but she just had some surgery or whatever where she had like a I don't know. She went to a gynecologist or something, so nothing was going to happen anyways. But that was sort of interesting. Um, I seen another girl in there who I saw at a party once, and she was trying to talk to me. And I was tripping because I saw her in there, and we started talking, and she remembered me, and I remembered her. And she had a little dude in the back with her, like a little uh, another woman that looked like a, a butch. I was <laughs> hanging out. You know, I know she wanted to talk to me because – she must have been bi or something, but I know she was embarrassed. And um, last thing I remember, um, man, I remember someone grabbing my butt. I was walking, and I turned around and looked, and I saw this dude, black dude, with a bunch of girls. And um, I really wanted to knock him out. <laughs> you know what I mean? I was like, oh, you faggot, I'm going to knock you. But you can't say, you can't do that in a gay, in their territory, right? right. Because... And then, then you got to fight the whole, your way out and stuff. But he, he grabbed me and then he looked away like he was testing me to see if I was gay or something, like I was going to like it or say, hey, how are you doing or whatever. Man, I gave him such a mean look. He never looked at me again. And, you know, I really wanted to knock him out, but I just let, I let it go because I'm like in their territory and you got to take it sometimes. But I, I'm like the most non-gay looking person I think on the planet, I don't walk gay. I don't look gay. <laughs> I don't talk gay. I'm only manly thing. I, you know, but, but it was fun. I, I went there. It was fun. I had a good time. I didn't see, I didn't have no issues like that. Like last summer, me and my ex had met up with my one home girl. She gay. And we had went, we went to the Abbey and we went like to mother little bar or whatever the fuck. And I was with my chick, you know, so nobody fucked with me and shit. The, the thing that I liked about the gay Bars is like they just let you smoke weed out there and they didn't give a fuck. Cause I, I was like, I was like, yo, can you smoke? Can you smoke here? And uh it was like these two black security guards. They was like, yeah, as long as you ain't got no bong or no pipe or nothing. They was like, I was like, yeah, I got a blunt. They was like, yeah, fine. I was like, alright. So I'm sitting there just smoking and shit. And like nobody gave a fuck. And I was like, alright, I wish regular clubs would be more cool like that, would let you just smoke out in the open and not be tripping and shit, but it's a free for all over there. Yeah, I said that's where I live at and shit. Right where I, I live in West Hollywood, where all that fucking yeah. all the gay bars and all that little shit be at. So, you know, fuck y'all live your life, y'all do y'all little shit yep. or whatever. Yep. Fuck, but yeah, man. You got anything else to say to the people before we leave? Nah, man, I'm having a good time. I'm just time's flying. Yeah, uh, we we almost hit the two hour mark. Man, I could, I could talk for you know I you know I got stories. Like, <laughs> I, got, I got a lifetime of stories, man. I got a lifetime of experiences. <laughs> And stories that I we haven't even touched the surface. Yeah. And I can, I can go on and on because, you know what, I realized, you know, I didn't start traveling until I was like 38. Damn. Yeah. How old are you now? I'm uh, 51. Oh, I didn't, I didn't know you was in your 50s? Yeah. Damn. Hey, man, all the girls. Um, it was funny because my neighbor, I showed her a, a poster that uh, uh, when I had my 50th birthday party that had um, – all my pictures and that I was 50 and stuff. She was like, you're 50. I thought, <laughs> I thought you're 35. <laughs> I was like, really? And I really get, I really get, um, uh, I get 35. No, I get, I get about 38 
to, to 42 now. Okay. Um, so it's still pretty good. You know what I mean? It's that black and Filipino thing. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it was funny because me and my buddy, I was in Texas, and uh, he brought me to a strip club. And I don't like going to strip clubs because, you know, you ain't getting nothing. You're just paying money to watch girls get naked. They don't they care about you. But um, I didn't have my ID. And the dude was like, uh, talking to the other dude, was like, let him in. Don't you know? He's like, that dude's like 40, you know? And he he thought he was insulting me, and he was uh-huh. really complimenting me, man. I was like, <laughs> oh, all right, I'll take 40. You know, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? But, yeah, man. You know, I'm 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 just getting into my peak. You know, I realize there's a lot, still a lot to do, and I want to do it now because 20 years from now, hey, I might not be able to do it. That's right. But I, I didn't start traveling until I was 38, and you know, I worked in the corporate corporate world, so I always I always you know where they got two weeks vacation, and I for some reason I you know I was naive because when I grew up poor, and I didn't know what vacation was. You know, we didn't take vacations and stuff like that, so. That wasn't like a natural thing. So uh, I thought it was a white thing, you know what I mean? Going on vacation two weeks, whatever. Yeah, yeah. I was always like, take the money and stuff. But uh, the first time I went to Costa Rica and experienced it when I was 38, man, I've been hooked ever since, man. I've been 30 plus countries. I was going to uh, um, four or five countries a year at least minimum hell yeah with covid i sort of i i i, I delayed that i'm going to colombia next month but i haven't really been out the country other than uh mexico since uh covid but uh, i'm back I'm, i want to get back to traveling speaking of mexico i'm glad you said that here this is something i got from you mexico like two years ago oh that's what i'm saying that we haven't met up and shit uh, <laughs> Oh man, I thought you I thought you used this already. I no, you, oh. I kept it. It's still sealed up and everything. Oh, okay, okay. Because I was like, oh, I'm about to go see Jay today, and so I, I need to bring your shit. Yeah, yeah. all right. <laughs> I'm glad you said that. It was in my pocket. I was like, oh, I got to give it to man, his I ass. Thought that was long gone. No, man. brother, I ain't like that. Oh, no, okay. that's you. Man. <laughs> Time flies too. You're an honest man. I'm. Yeah, man, that's right. Character right there. <laughs> Everybody else, with it being gone. No, man, that shit's still in the box, sealed up. I said, that ain't my shit. Okay. He gave me money to get this for him, so I got to give him his shit. All right, I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, man, but like I said, now my favorite hobby is traveling. Mine too. Um, photography and doing some magic, you know. Hell yeah. And, yeah, we uh, got to hit up the magic shit because I want to learn some tricks. And I, st- I know you be fucking with the magic castle a lot. And like that's like... Right by my crib. It ain't far. Oh, we got to go. I just want to say, yo, his farts fucking stink. He's farted like four times oh, since we've been doing he, this. He's a, he's a master of that, man. He, he's good at he's that. He's letting them silent deadlies yeah. off. I think, I think it's that, that new food. That new, but, you know, it's like that's my kid. So you, yeah. like, you, you, learn to, you learn to ignore it. You know what I'm saying? Someone else might notice it, but I was like, I don't even, I don't even notice it anymore. Yeah, he didn't let like four of them off. Yeah. Damn, Juju. But, you know, it's all right because you know what? If someone comes up in here that don't supposed to be in here, you know he's gonna come take care of business. Hell yeah! And when the when when someone comes through the door, man, he's bark. I don't I don't know if you've seen him bark. Um, he, he can get a little vicious. He even though he is never he's not a vicious dog, but he he does intimidate people. Yeah, now he's been cool sitting there chilling. We've been petting yeah. and all that shit. Yeah, he's been he, relaxing. He's good. He's good. I gotta take him to the vet in a couple of days, but um, yeah, he got in this for he, well. He got in a little war with the pit bull. Um, and, uh, yeah, those, sometimes those dogs are unpredictable. Hell, yeah. 
But he held his own. He held his own, you know, mm-hmm. at a year and a half. At a year and a half, he held his own. So we're proud of him. Yeah. 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 You know, as always, if you have a dream, you have a goal, you have an idea, I want you to go for that shit. Don't listen to those motherfuckers that say, oh, that'll never happen. Because more than likely, they was pussy and gave up when they failed or they didn't even have the heart to even attempt that shit. So why the fuck would you listen to a loser? Like the only thing that you can learn from a loser is don't make the same fucking mistakes that they made. Let me tell you this, man. I I live my life through taking risks. And uh, right now I got a lot of money in the stock market. That's why I have it. You were telling me about that shit. That's why I don't have no money right now. (laughs) I can't even touch it. I mean, it's it's locked in there. And, you know, uh, man, a year from now, it, it, I got into something special, so it could either, you know, stay special or it could be it could be a bust. But um, I'm going for it. You know, I mean, I I just like you know I'm gonna live once, and money you lose it. What's worse that's gonna happen? I mean, I'm gonna have to make it over again somehow. I don't know what to do, but I'm gonna go for it. So yeah, it's stressful. Yeah, yeah. I'm stressing every day, like you know. Um, because I've been living a good life for the past 15 years. And this is the first time where I'm really, money's tight. And it's like, I got it, but it's tied up. Yeah. You can't touch it. And it's, it's hard when you got it and you can't touch it, you know. Hell yeah. But uh, Shit, that's even worse than not even having the shit. Oh, man. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, 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 it's horrible, man. But, you know, okay. Um, I'll tell you. And you said, what's the worst thing I did for money? I mean, I want to say the worst thing, but things that I do is that I went from making 200000 a year to uh, scrapping to get by, you know? Damn. I mean, I, I you know, I I guess I've always been a hustler, and um, I recently just took a job, just a part-time job at department store I ain't gonna say where but just for a few hours a week just for that extra income that one yeah, yeah. I wouldn't even have looked at before you know what I mean it was you know t- sometimes times are real good and sometimes I don't know if you ever heard that song like a rolling stone yeah it, it you know you could be on the other end and uh and real quick you know yeah, yeah. I mean you see that a homeless person I mean uh some people don't have brothers and sisters that could take care of them or good friends that when things go bad, but you know, that could happen to anybody, you know? So when I was talking about the homeless people, I was just joking about that, but I do have sympathy and empathy when I do see homeless people because you never know what they go through. And some, some are really smart people, mm-hmm. but uh, sometimes they took, they took that risk and it just didn't go the right way. Hell yeah. You know, I, I come from a big family. So uh, at the end of the day, whatever I lose, I'm sleeping on someone's sofa. You know, I'm never going to be homeless. I might have not have nothing, but I'll have a sofa and I'll have love. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. I'll have sofa and love and food in my stomach. You know, so that's what comes with big family. It comes with being raised right, you know, good parents. Um, you know, taught us how to, to hustle, do the right thing. You know, my dad, he taught he taught me, man, I, I know we been talking for a long time but this kind of stuff i can keep talking over and over again because it gets so personal but 
you know, he passed away during COVID. And, um, you know, I always learned I don't shake anybody's hand sitting down. Why is that? Because my dad taught me you don't shake another's man, uh, you don't shake another man's hand sitting down. You get up, show him respect. You know, my dad, when he passed away, he was 80, 88, but that was heavy. And even if it took him 10 minutes to get up, or we have to help him to get up, he would not shake someone's hand. If someone put their hand out to shake, he'd have to get up in order to shake their hand. He wouldn't shake their hand until he got up. And if it took him 10 minutes to get up, to shake the hand, that's, he would do that. So he taught me that. Uh, he taught me, man, I don't even go into a store without uh, money, you know. No window shopping. Yeah. Well, I mean, I do. But, you know, as a kid, he ta- he the, the basic, uh, the basic um, what I learned from that is that why do you need to be in the store if you don't got no money? You know, that just prevents you from stealing things or whatever. Right. I mean, as now that I'm an adult, I can I can do that because I know I can I know right from wrong. But as a kid, I learned that. Um, you know, he taught us to never leave a store without a receipt. You know, and sometimes those little things you you learn, you don't even know why you're learning it. But the the whole purpose of that was, as a black man, you don't leave a store without a receipt. Yeah. I do that a lot at Ralph's because I use the the U scan, yeah, and I keep that receipt just in case the motherfucker's like you stole this bitch. No, I didn't. Here's my receipt. Yeah, yeah. My dad was old school. He grew up back in you know the civil rights era and all that. Ain't he, ain't he from like Mississippi or somewhere down south or something? Louisiana. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, um, so you know, those little things you grow up, but uh, but he also taught me that hustle. You know, the hustle where you work for whatever you want to get. And if you can't, if you can't buy it, you ain't gonna get. It. If you can't afford it, if you can't pay for it, you ain't gonna get it. That's right. I mean, I I don't I don't steal, I don't beg, borrow, or steal. You know, if I don't uh, if I don't earn it. So, like I said recently, uh, my money's tied up. I went. I'm doing. I, I got a job. I'm getting probably, you know, I do on the side maybe uh, twenty hours a week, almost minimum wage. And I used to make two hundred thousand a year. You know, so, but it's honest, it's honest living, you know, I'm not out in the corner. I'm not stealing from nobody. I'm not borrowing nothing from nobody. Uh, I'd rather do this all day long, but I don't know when you, when it, I guess when it comes back to what the worst thing I did for money, there's no worst thing as long as it's, as, as long as it's honest. Yeah. 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 I feel that. So anyways, but I, but, uh, you know, I can go back and, um, man, Man, you got me going now. I, don't want, I, don't, I ain't going to get started, man. Cause I, when I started talking about my parents and how I grew up, you know, because my mom, you know, when I realized, you know, my parents were together 50 plus years till they each passed away, you know. And um, my mom put on my, my dad's uh, socks on every day, pretty much, his whole life. And uh, my mom was a real housewife. You know, raised eight good kids, and we all had the good. I didn't values. know you had eight brothers and sisters. Yeah, yeah. damn. Well, I have six sisters, one brother, but uh, everyone's close, man. We all take care care of each other. And then I realized, I was like, man, there ain't no. How, how do people nowadays they don't get married and stay together that long, and the women, you know, aren't like my mom. And then I realized my mom was from the Philippines. You know, mm-hmm. she was a foreign woman, and she was. From she was from a good town, you know. She was from a small town, 
my dad, my mom and dad met, and um, my my dad was my mom's first boyfriend, first kiss, everything. Did they meet? Did he meet her in the Philippines? Yeah. Oh, he's in the military. He's military. Okay. So, so uh, the crazy thing is that when my dad he wanted to bring my mom was actually babysitting the kid. Uh, my dad's best friend married a woman. My my mom's best friend in the Philippines. So my mom was the babysitter, and my dad was always coming around and stuff and so on. And um, so. Um, when my dad met my mom, he always tells a story that he went, he, he had to go uh, hundreds of thousand miles to, to get her because when he first met her and wanted to marry her and bring her back, he didn't have enough rank in the military for them to, for, to allow him to do that. Cause you had to be a certain rank uh, in the military in order to do that uh, back in the day. But when he hit that rank, he came back and got her and the rest is history. You know? That's what's up. Yeah. Good story. But that, that I could talk about that probably forever. But when you go to Philippines, do you link up with family, or you just be over just doing your own? Oh thing? yeah, I, I do. I do. Uh, uh, I I link up at the very end of the trip. You, know? <laughs> <laughs> you never you never link up at the beginning of the trip, you know, because you're paying for everything. Oh yeah. But you know it, it, it's weird because we got family over there, and um, obviously Facebook and everything makes everything closer. Um, and uh, when my mom was alive, everybody was going back to the Philippines, my sisters and stuff. And, I, and I'm the only one who did. I probably, me and my brother, were the only ones who didn't go back with her when she was alive at the time. But um, so I did meet family that I haven't met, never met before. And uh, there's two there's two sides. There's ones that super, super humble and don't want anything. And then there's uh, ones that want money. First thing they do want is money from you, right? And so we got those both those sides, but uh, the family that I've visited, um, my cousins, man, super humble, man. They didn't want, you know, I, I you know, I had a lot, I had money to bring um, to them that for my sisters and everybody, and I had a big wad of money, and I was like, oh, take this, and go buy something for yourself, and bring it back to your mom. They didn't want to take the money. Damn. I mean, they're really, really good people. You know, they're a hard worker. They, they. Uh, 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 my cousins, they moved to Manila and then they send the money back to their mom. Uh, the crazy thing was that I didn't know that they still live in the house that my mom grew up in. Damn. So next time I go back to uh, the Philippines, I'm going to go, I'm going to go visit the town and go to the, um, go to the house. But yeah, so um, that was, that was a pretty good experience. You know, my, my, uh, my cousins and man, they, reach out to me on Facebook and all the time. And, um, they call me Kuya. Kuya. Kuya What's that Jay. mean? It means big cousin. Okay. Yeah. It's, a, it's a, like a big ter- a term of like big cousin. So, um, yeah, that's great. You know? And, um, my next door neighbor is Filipino. Um, well, he, he's, he's Filipino. His wife is Colombian and uh, he has two kids and his mother and, uh, his dad live with him and his mother, cooks me uh, dinner almost every day. That's what's up. Yeah, yeah. At least, at least, at least three times a week. Hell yeah. He's always calling me like, oh, I got this for you. I got that for you. And meet me outside, you know, because her garage is right next to my garage. And so, and she considers me a son, you know. But, uh, you know, Filipinos, that's just the way that it is. They take care of each other. And 
And uh, I never pass up no food, put it that way. I need to go over because I want to try some Filipino food. I said I want to try the, like the little egg embryo too. Well, you know, I mean, I grew up on, man, you know what? I, I didn't understand at the time when my mom was around why everybody wanted to come for my mom's cooking. Mm. Everybody was like, hey, is your mom cooking? <laughs> People be coming for Thanksgiving, Christmas. To me, it was just normal, everyday food, you know what I mean? Yeah. But uh, everybody was always asking me about, is your mom cooking lumpia? she cooking fried rice, adobo, whatever. And to me, it was just like every day. Man, but I miss it now, you know. And I honestly could say um, I've had fried rice and I've had lumpia everywhere, you know, cooked by pretty much uh, many different places. And I even went to the Philippines and had fried rice. But nothing and like the, mama's. Nothing, nothing beat my mama's. <laughs> nothing. Yeah, I, yeah. I was like, man, and I, and I was, I was, I, I, I tried to give it an honest opinion. You know, I was giving myself, I was like, okay, if it's better, then it's better. I just got to just accept it and whatever. But I haven't found anything better. So, man. But uh, these are the times, right? I'm going to hit it up soon. And what you mentioned about, like, family, like, want money. I was talking to this one chick, and she was, like, talking about, like, her mom's hometown and shit. I'm like, oh, take me. She's like, nah. She's like, because I have relatives that will fucking hit you up for money. She's like, I got a cousin that dated some, that married some Australian motherfucker. And every time they go back, they want him to buy everybody like, like 20 motherfuckers food, give them money and shit. I'm like, Hey, look, I have no issue with telling these motherfuckers. No. Well, in the Philippines, when you go, so when my, my mom grew up in the province, which is uh, there's a village. And uh, when my sisters went back, uh, well, well, when my mom went back and they brought a TV back, they're the only one in the town with a TV. Oh, they brought a TV there for them? Yeah. And uh, people would be looking in their window, trying to look at the TV, <laughs> VCR, all that stuff. You know what I mean? Because it's like, it's just like they yeah. didn't have, it's just a lotto uh, that you have someone in the States. But um, but uh, I remember my sisters would, would tell me, like they went to this, like everybody's related to you. You know, I mean, you really, you really got to know who's who because everyone will say they're related to you in one way or another. Right. So you really got to know how to verify it. But, um, I remember my sister was telling me she went to the grocery store and they're throwing a big party. I think it was for my sister and she's paying for it all. And, uh, some of the Filipino guys, they threw some cigarettes on the back of, uh, uh, you know, in the basket. And try to sneak him in, you know. And my mom let him have it, you know. She went off on him in Tagalog. And, um, but my sister was like, when they went to the beach, the whole town goes to the beach. And she paid for everybody to go, uh, the whole town to the beach or to the lake. Because you have to pay to get into the park. And I think it was maybe 25 cents a person. Um, But when you over there... I mean, back in that province, they're making, I don't know if it was 25 cents an hour or 25 cents a day. I mean, that's how poor it is. I mean, it, you're talking poor, it, this is next level poor, you know? Yeah. So um, she paid for the whole town uh, to get into the to, to the lake, to the park. But, you know, she got some good memories. She got some good pictures of it. And uh, But that's just the way it is. That's how the culture is. You know, you pay, you know, um, 
you you paying for everybody. So that's why when I go to the Philippines, yeah, it's, it. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's the last day or two days because they want to hang out with you the whole trip, show yeah. you everything, and you're paying for everything. Yeah, so. fuck that. I told her, I was like, I ain't paying for shit. I said, I got family members. I ain't giving a motherfucking thing. I ain't giving your people's nothing. Because I was like, because I, I just want to see other areas. I'm like, yeah, take me out there. And she was like, they're going to be hitting you up, asking you for beer and all this little shit. I said, look, I don't mind, like, if it's a party where motherfuckers at coming over and, like, bringing, you know, like, I personally, I don't like beer. But, like, I guess bring a 12-pack or bring a bottle of whiskey. I'm cool with that. You know what I'm saying? If I'm going somewhere and there's food in a different little place, I'll bring a little bottle. But if you, if these motherfuckers expecting me to, to buy beer and food and, and help them out with their bills, they got me fucked up. Because yeah. she was like, if we go, I'll just have to buy some beer. Fuck them motherfuckers. You ain't going to buy them shit. Yeah. Shit, that'd be all right. They didn't have no beer yesterday. They don't need it today. Shit, that'd be all right. Fuck them motherfuckers. If they want it bad enough, go work for it and buy your own fucking beer. Yeah, that's, that's how we think. But, you know, they, they don't think that way. Yeah. That's like, like foreign chicks I fuck with and shit. I'd be like, shit, you know what I'm saying? We can hang out. Your peoples, they on their own. Man, I got a buddy of mine. I don't even want to say his name, but <laughs> he he, he uh, got two kids in, in the Philippines by a girl. Okay. Supposedly they're his kids, right? Yeah. And uh, he don't make no money out here, but he sends them about $150, I think, every two weeks. Oh, that's good for them out there. Hey, oh, they're living large, man. I said, yeah. man, I said $150. I said, they're living like better than you are living. And I said, the whole family's living off that. He's like, yeah, probably. probably. He said, because there's five people and none of them work. And I'm like, you're paying for everybody. You know you're paying for everybody, and they're living good. you know. Right. And I told him when he had this kid, because he went out there and uh, met up this uh He's pen pals with this girl for 10 years. And uh, the first night he had sex with her, and she was a virgin. Of course, she she, she told him. He, <laughs> she said she's a virgin. She said she's a virgin, and, uh, and he hit it the first night, of course. Uh-huh. But, um, but uh, so... You know, I try to help him out because he's a little slow. And, I, and I'm like, you know what? She says that she, they could be, they said this is your baby and this is your kid or whatever. They could be borrowing that kid from the, uh, you know, the next door neighbor and taking pictures and sending them to you. Hell yeah. I said, next time, what you do, send them you a, I said, send them a FedEx envelope with a, a little baggie. Tell them to cut a piece of that hair off. Put it back in the baggie and send it back, and you're gonna send them another penny um, until they do that. And he's like, "Yeah, I think that's a good idea." That hurt, but he didn't want to do it. He didn't want to do it because he's like, he didn't want to find he. That's all he listen. That's all he had. So he didn't want to know. He didn't want to find out if that was really his Shit. kids or not. He didn't want. He's like, at the end of the day, he's like, well, even if they're not mine, someone's got to take care of them. So I was Stupid. like, man. Man, some people, you know, some people don't have anybody. Man, some people don't, and they long and they're hurting so much that they, they, you know, they'd rather live a lie than the truth, you know. But I don't know. That's, but yeah, he has two kids over there. Fuck that. Shit, he can go to CVS and get a DNA test, and when he go over a swab, they fuck him out. Yeah, but you know what? If he found out they weren't his, it'd probably just crush his, crush his world. I mean, yeah, I guess so. But I'm like, shit, you don't see those motherfuckers anyway all the time. You be all right. He be going over there a few times. Uh, man, man, this whole another story. <laughs> we were talking, but, but uh, you know, this dude, man, we were college roommates, and uh, 
he's never progressed in life. But um, we were going to, uh, he's going to the Philippines and he missed his flight like four times. Going there? Yeah, because um, he lives in San Diego and he had a flight at eight o'clock and he was leaving San Diego at six o'clock. And I'm like, Man, you wouldn't even get to the airport before it takes off. Man. And I said, you already, you know, you have to be at the airport two and a half hours anyways. Right. To get through international. He should have left at like three, three yeah, o'clock, but, four o'clock. But man, he'd be doing this all the time, falling asleep. <laughs> so anyways, um, so I mean, I, it's like, it's like he's older than me, but I got to be almost like a big brother to him. Yeah. So he'd be taking, he don't even have a suitcase. He had all stuff in like a duffel bag or whatever, you know, and, uh. I'd be like, well, how much money you got, man? Well, well, I I got uh, I got fifty dollars. Well, to go over there? Yeah, I said fifty dollars. I said he said yeah, fifty dollars. I said I get paid on uh, Friday direct deposit. It was like a Wednesday or something. I'm like, you actually gonna land in the Philippines with only fifty dollars in your pocket? Anything could happen with fifty dollars. You could lose that on the plane, you know? Right. And then you're really stuck. But, um, so, man, I felt really bad. So, I guess I'm an enabler. So, I gave him a couple hundred bucks. Man, he is so happy. When he left, it's like he hit the lotto, you know? <laughs> I was like, I can't have him just go over there and be, you know, taken advantage of. But, uh, yeah, he survived. He got a couple kids out there. But, yeah, he's got a, man, this is my roommate in college. His His big plan was... To get a job at Jack in the Box, stick his hand in the grease and then sue him. Oh shit! Oh, man. <laughs> he had all the he had all the get rich quick oh, schemes man. back in the day, but he, it never happened. So it's all good. That's fucked up, man. Yeah, I don't want to talk about it. I, I could talk, man. I could, we can do a whole podcast. I got stories on this guy for days. Hell um, yeah, man! It's just. Uh, Man, I remember, I'll, I'll just leave it with this. I'll just tell this last story. So we were roommates, and um, this guy was really, he was really on top of the rent when rent was due, right? So rent was due, and he was going to San, he had to go to San Diego. We, this is back when we lived in San Bernardino. He had to go to San Diego and um, uh, for court, for a traffic ticket. So this was on, I think, a Friday. So uh, Friday... So Saturday, he didn't show back up. Monday, he didn't show back up. Or Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. I'm like, man, this is weird because rent's due. And this guy hasn't, I haven't heard from him. So like Wednesday, Thursday, and I was like, all right, let me let me find out where his mom lives, you know. So I called her up. And I was like, hey, hey, is so-and-so there? And she's like, uh, you no, know, he's not here right now. But she didn't seem alarmed. She, like, she wasn't worried. She knew where he was at, but she didn't want to tell me. So anyways, uh, probably... The next Saturday or Sunday, I get a call. I get a call uh, on the um, on the uh, answer machine back then, and it said, uh, "This is from um, San Diego, uh, uh, um, whatever jail facility. A collect call. We accept it, right?" So he's calling me collect. So what ended up happening was he went up to the court. The judge uh, gave him a ticket for not having an insurance. So then the judge said, hey, do you have insurance? And he said, yeah, I have it. And the judge was like, oh, you have insurance now? He's like, yeah. And then um, 
then he's like, so the judge said, okay, bailiff, go take him to go get the insurance. And he said, oh, but it's expired. <laughs> so the judge was like, don't play with me, boy. Threw him in jail. And um, it was supposed to be for one or two days. They lost his information. So he's in there for like almost a week. Damn. Um, fighting over his shoes. People trying to steal his shoes. And he's, you know. So anyways, he ended up suing him. And they were going to give him uh, uh, $50 for every day he was in jail. So they sent the paperwork, and it said $50, and he had to sign it, right? He added a zero. He With a pen, he put a zero and put 500 and they ca- they gave him 500 a day. I, I was like, I don't, even, I don't even know how that, you know, how he got through with that, Why you know, but he did it, and it, it worked, but. Hell yeah, shit! You gotta you gotta beat them motherfuckers for they beat you, man. Oh man, yeah, yeah. Finesse the system, man. Fuck them. You gotta get them, man. They're they're getting you all the time, so you gotta work them too. Hell yeah. For everybody out there who got genuine like love and good intentions for me, I feel the same way about y'all. I'm sending y'all fresh vibes, good health, good wealth. All positive stuff that you want for for you to happen in life, I want you to achieve that shit. Keep moving and shaking. Don't worry about these haters, these bitch-ass motherfuckers. Don't let these hoes bring you down. <laughs> Sending y'all love, happiness, good wealth, because I'm sick of you motherfuckers asking me for money, which that shit really hadn't happened in the last like month or two, and I've been so happy about that shit. Damn, man, it was like I would get one to three requests for motherfuckers begging for money and shit. I can't pay my bills. Neither can I, bitch. Click. Fuck out of here asking me for money. I'm poor too, bitch. I ain't got nothing for you. But I want y'all to keep listening. Keep telling your peoples about it. You know, uh, shit, it's been about three weeks since I put an episode out. I've, I've been busy with shit. And then also to keep a G, how I say it all the time, Black motherfuckers be the hardest motherfuckers to work with and be around. And my patience with black people is thinning out by the second. I'm sick of you black motherfuckers, man. I just am. Like, as far as business-wise and shit, like, black motherfuckers are the worst motherfuckers to deal with. And I be on that, like, support black people and support black businesses. But fuck y'all. Y'all motherfuckers don't want to act right and shit. Especially, like, with this podcast shit and Get motherfuckers on and it'd be like the motherfucker who ain't been relevant in a dick year who be like the most difficult or motherfuckers will say they're going to do it and then don't. And I'm really sick of you motherfuckers. And it's going to get to the point that the only black motherfucker you're going to hear on this shit is me. I will have white motherfuckers and everybody else on here because I'm sick of you black niggas, man. Y'all motherfuckers get on my fucking nerves with this stupid shit. Get your fucking shit together because I'm finna I'm finna be like the KKK. Fuck you niggers. For real, man. Y'all motherfuckers are on some dumb shit. Black people get it together. And if you black and you hear this, be like, oh, that's fucked up that you said that, bitch. It's fucked up because you these motherfuckers did it. I didn't say this shit for no fucking reason. I'm not making it up. Like, yeah, bro, I'm getting to the point that I don't want to do business with black motherfuckers, bro, because the motherfuckers ain't shit. They don't stick to their word. And, I'm yeah, I'm getting sick of the motherfuckers, man. Finna cross over to somebody else. Fuck you bastards. For real. <laughs> He's already getting <laughs> But I'm telling the truth, man. These motherfuckers I, get on my fucking nerves with this stupid shit. And and black motherfuckers love 
to talk about how the white man is holding them down. You black motherfuckers hold yourself down just as much as these crack ass crackers hold you down. But you don't want to admit it. But I will, goddamn it. Get your shit together before I cut you motherfuckers off. I had to let that shit out. I've been holding that shit in. I'm sick of these motherfuckers, Jay. Hey, hey, let me tell you, you know, I in business, uh, some of the worst people I had to to, to deal with was was our own. Man. You know? But but not everybody's like that. You know, you no, already know that. But a lot of majority a lot you of know, these motherfuckers are full of there, shit. There, there there is, but you know, there's some good people out there like everything and uh, um we just gotta keep it moving. Yeah. Keep it moving. And if you black and you about your business and you got some money and you trying to fucking invest and we can make some money together, hit me up. But if you were irrelevant, just dumb black motherfucker who ain't shit, leave me the fuck alone before I call your ass out and expose you on here for wasting my motherfucking time, bitch. Because I have no issue with saying what the, what the fuck I feel. Yeah. And you come up on me, I'll tase your ass. And if you come up on me at the wrong time, I'll shoot your ass because I'm going to pick up Tyrone in a couple weeks, motherfucker. Click clack. Let that chopper ring off on your ass. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, what you gonna do the rest of the night? Oh man, shoot. It's on, it's going on 10.30. I'm sure there's massages still. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there's a massage parlor still open or something. Shit, you might find one in K-Town somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, shit, I'm gonna get something to eat and, and chill. I don't like coming to the valley a lot. I be having like phobias with the valley and shit. Like I used to... St- Fuck I stayed out here with my ex And then another little crib I stayed at Was just a few minutes away Cause I was like damn I ain't been over this motherfucker In about three for about three years and shit But I had to come to the valley Over the last few weeks for something But I don't know I got the phobia with the valley Like I'm like shit I don't think I ever moved back out here And You either love the valley Or you, you don't Or you don't Hey I've always kind of hated it Like when I was with my ex I'm like yo let's fucking move To like West LA or something And this bitch like No the valley Like fuck the valley bro Shit yeah. Yeah, but I, if I found a dope enough house, I might move out here. But other than that, like, yeah, I'm anti-Valley. I don't like coming out this motherfucker or nothing. There's some good spots. There's some good spots out here. Yeah. Depends on where you're out. I'm out in the, the sticks, you know, which is cool, you know, when you want to be alone. But, man. Oh, speaking of, you have a, you got a celebrity neighbor. Have you seen them recently? No, no. You know, Rarely ever. Rarely ever. Is it cool to say his name? No. Okay. It's funny because I saw him. He was on live with Kevin Hart, and Kevin Hart was like, where do you stay at? And he was like, Woodland Hills. I'm like, oh, this bitch is lying. He live in Chatsworth. That's my homeboy's neighbor. Yeah. Yeah. That shit funny. Yeah, shout shout out to him. I remember you was like, oh, uh, guess what I saw at the HOA meeting? I was like, who? I was like, damn, I didn't know he stayed over. Yeah, he telling motherfuckers he live in Woodland Hills. I was like, I know know where you stay at. My, My homeboy, your neighbor. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know who you're talking about. <laughs> I don't know who you're talking about. So I ain't getting a comment on that. Oh, man, as well. But yeah, man, we out of here shit. Before I head back to Hollywood, I'm going to find something to eat. One thing I was mad, I had to come out here the other day, and there used to be a church's chicken out here, they but got, it's gone. got it in and out. Down the street. Bro, fuck in and out is weak as fuck, bro. I'm eating that bullshit. That shit weak. But all the church's chickens is like in the hood now because there was one that was 
in Reseda, I guess. I used to go to a lot. Then it was another one, but like yeah, all them shits is gone. So I'm like, fuck. I guess whenever I'm in the hood, I'm gonna give me some church's chicken. But they didn't got rid of all the churches uh, out here. Yeah, they don't have any out here. Yeah, shit weak, man. But yeah, bro, I appreciate you being on here and shit. You have to come back another day. Talk a lot about traveling. These bitches. Same shit we always fucking talk about. Oh, man. Yeah, daily life. We living nothing new. Yeah, shit. I'm going to go to the crib then. Fucking give me something to eat. Go to the crib. Smoke something. Chill. Shit, I'm going to go out tomorrow. Drink me some sangrias. I found a little spot. It's like $18. All you can drink sangria. So I'm finna go over and get buttered. That's cool. Hell yeah. And then, shit, get ready for the week, upcoming week. Got some shit going on. And that's about it. Nothing wrong with that. Hell Yeah. This is the Fresh Podcast. Oh, yeah. I think this is episode either 95 or 96. So, yeah, we're coming up on the 100th episode. And to be honest, I haven't thought about nothing special to do for you no good motherfuckers. You know what I'm saying? For, shit, going on four and a half years, I be asking y'all, hey, yo, where the fuck is this town? And don't nobody be telling me shit. So I shouldn't give nothing to you ungrateful fucks. Hey, maybe you got to do it in another country. I I've recorded in in Thailand and then I took my shit in Paris, but I couldn't plug it up because they like they sockets and shit was different, so I couldn't plug up and get no uh no power or whatever. But yeah, I did episode I did two episodes in Thailand, so yeah, depending on where I go and all that shit, I do it and everything. But no, nah, I'm thinking about doing something for the hundredth episode. I don't know what. I'll figure something out. It might just be a regular episode, it might be a little celebration. But you little ungrateful fucks should just be, uh, you should be fucking feel honored and privileged to even hear my fucking voice. God <laughs> damn it. <laughs> no, they know I'm fucking with them. I love them even though they ain't shit though. But yeah, it's the Fresh Podcast. Y'all stay fresh. And yeah, y'all should hear from me soon. And if you don't, shit, fuck it. Listen to some of these older episodes, motherfucker. We out of here. We're out. This podcast has been presented to you by Extraterrestrial Enterprises.